What is Kamikoto? Kamikoto makes great kitchen knives using traditional techniques. Each knife comes in a beautiful heavy-duty ash wood box. Kamikoto makes three knife sets, heavy-duty cleavers, ultra-sharp steak knives, everything for people who are serious about cooking. They only use steel sourced from Japan, and each blade is crafted using techniques that have been honed and perfected by generations of knifesmiths. Because of their single bevel edge, Kamikoto knives can achieve a wickedly sharp edge you just can't get with other knives. They're ridiculously sharp, like cut through your ribeye like butter sharp. Legit, these knives are badass. And if you're looking for a gift, these are the knives. Each knife comes with a lifetime guarantee. And I'm telling you, I have all these knives and my wife just sent knives to all the people that did Something's Burning and we and a bunch of uh, people we work with and everyone's hitting us up going, this is the best gift we've gotten. If you go ahead and buy now, Kamikoto is offering our listeners an extra $50 off site-wide on top of their biggest sale of the year. Go to Kamikoto.com and use the offer code BERT for an extra $50 off. K-A-M-I-K-O-T-O.com slash BERT. That's K-A-M-I-K-O-T-O.com slash BERT. Hey guys, brand new podcast, and the Top Soft World Tour is kicking off January 8th in Oslo. We're going from Oslo to Stockholm to Berlin, then Denmark, Dublin, Greece. We're going to Athens in Greece. Not going to lie to you, Berlin and Athens, I don't have a ton of fans. <laughs> so if you are one of my fans, boy, are you going to get a very intimate show. Manchester, United Kingdom, London, London, two shows in London, two shows in Manchester, Glasgow, Newcastle, Amsterdam, Antwerp, all those shows, all those shows are are kicking, are, are cleaning up pretty quickly. Uh, Dublin, and then I'm back to the U.S. We've added a show in Williamsport, Hershey, Pennsylvania, Boston at TD Gardens. We are adding seats to that one. I think uh, I'm. I know some people have complained that it says sold out. We're adding seats. Bangor, Maine, Tempe, Arizona, for three shows at the Mullet Arena with me, Shane Gillis, and Mark Normand right before the Super Bowl. So if you're going to the Super Bowl, we will be at the Mullet Arena in Tempe, Arizona on the 9th, 10th, and 11th, Savannah, Georgia. And then the real the real feather in my hat, and I say that because I wore a hat yesterday and I put a feather in it and I stapled it to the side like uh, like the, the mascot for the Bucks when I was a kid. The Amelie Arena in Tampa, Florida, February 17th, followed by the Amway Center, February 18th in Orlando, Cedar Rapids, Green Bay, Minneapolis, Grand Forks, Fargo, Winnipeg, Saskatoon, Edmonton, 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 Calgary, Calgary. Man, I love Canada. Kelowna, Canada. Bismarck, North Dakota. I'm coming back. Sioux Falls. The whole tour goes on. I mean, I, I'm going to keep reading, but now we're into April. And then, and then we're in Australia. Did I mention I'm in Australia in April? Starting in Auckland, New Zealand, then Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne. Torrensville, Australia, Perth, South Brisbane, Sydney. That's the Tops Off World Tour. Find me on the road this year. If you're looking for a Christmas gift, that is a great Christmas gift to someone. Uh, tickets to my show, or you can go to burpburpburp.com and get some merch. Let's get to the podcast. Today's podcast is with Gareth Reynolds. I've known Gareth Reynolds for a long time. He had a show called Mancations when I was on Travel Channel, and I was so fucking jealous. We talk about that. It was a great show. Uh, it was a fu- it was a fun show and it was a funny show. And then he started doing a podcast that if you have not heard of, 
you are missing out. It is one of the best podcasts on the internet. It's called The Dollop. It's him. It's with him and Dave Anthony. And I've done it before live with them. And the last time I did it was March 13th, 2020. It was right before the pandemic. And Dave Anthony called it. We talk about that. We open three bottles of wine. We get hammered. But mostly we talk about his special. We don't mostly talk about that. Actually, we just talk about it because he's got a special called England Weed and the Rest. It's on YouTube right now. It's awesome. Go check it out. He shot it in Portland. He is an awesome dude. He's fucking hilarious. And when I do my Green Bay run, he's going to be coming with us. So get ready. We're partying our dicks off. My friend, without further ado, stand-up comedian, actor, podcaster from the dollop, Gareth Reynolds. This is the You're one of my favorite human beings live. Like you're, uh, well, you're like a kindred spirit with me. I I feel that way. We have the same I, energy. We have the same totally. brains. Yeah. I, well, I was saying to them when we did something's burning. I almost brought you a bottle of Dickel because you probably don't remember this because you fucking do so many of those. But when I went and got a shot of Dickel whiskey, and yeah. you go. As I walk past you, you just kind of like subtly go, we're finishing that bottle tonight. Like a throwaway. And I was like, what is he talking about? And then we basically did. And I was like, oh, I mean, it was fucking amazing. Well, do, you remember, was, do you remember the last time I was with you? Do you remember the last time I was with you? Yeah. It was, the, it was the, right before. Yeah, right the before. Pandemic. Yeah. When and you your were like, fucking goddamn <laughs> partner. You know, fuck Dave Anthony. I agree. He is such a smart person. I, what an asshole. He I remember him telling me this is going to be pretty serious. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, you were you were doing the dollop at uh, the Dynasty Typewriter, typewriter. and you you were like you to promote your world tour, and Dave was like, "Yeah." Dave was like, "It's not going to happen." He's like, "Yeah, you might as well you might as well just put a pin in that." (laughs) You were just like, "Really negative guy over here." (laughs) He, I, I, you know, I, I that there's a few moments in life where you that a person is defined for the rest of your life. Yeah. That moment he def- I defined him for the rest of my life. He is the smartest man I know. It's pretty it's crazy. And then but then like I drive around with him all the time and I'm like, "Jesus, man, would you just like like he's like the scientist like in the movie is like yeah. there's a tight a tsunami coming this way, you know, and you're just like, "Dude, can you I just- remember that so vividly. Can we just enjoy Chipotle for 5 minutes. We were backstage, I was having a Heineken and he was like, uh <laughs> He was, I was like, hey, I'm just trying to promote the world tour. And he goes, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I said, what do you mean? And he goes, we're locking down, buddy. I mean, I mean, it was it was such a prophetic statement in in a world where that would had never happened. We're no. locking down, buddy. Well, we, that was when everyone was like, is this different? Or is like, because yeah. you hear, like, remember like swine well, flu, I got, all I got, those things? I got H1N1. Oh, right. So I yeah. got, I've wow. got one of them. It was bad. Congratulations. Man. It was the worst I'd ever, it's the really? worst I've ever been in my entire life. That yeah, was well, my he, only experience. What's that? He he just knew. I mean, he was. He was just like ahead of it. People were saying like, whatever, it'll just be another thing. And then it was Do you guys understand like, what we're saying? In like in fe- it, this was February the end of February. Yeah. It I mean you understand, you have no idea. Yeah. I mean, actually, I, I gotta be dead honest with you. I think I was flying out the next day. Yeah. And he said, You'll be turning right around. Yeah. They're locking yeah, this you were going everywhere. Yeah. He's like, they're locking this fucking country down. You're getting locked down. We're Did you leave? Down. Yeah, I went to New Orleans, landed, uh, landed, and 
I took a general meeting and the guy had rubber gloves on and had a mask on. And I was like, what the fuck is this? The rubber I like, gloves. And I turned down the, you know, it was with the. It I was, do that for every general meeting anyway. I've been doing rubber gloves since the 80s. When I was a kid, when I was a kid in this business, I remember a guy wouldn't shake my hand. And I remember I was like, and I remember going like, hey, man, thanks so much. And he's like, hey, okay. And I was like, what the fuck? And then. Someone else, I was like, you know, if he did that, he'd be shaking hands with like a hundred people, and you know, by the end of the day, he's gonna get something. So it's I just think- easier if he doesn't. And and Robert Kelly was in that audition, uh, and Robert Kelly goes, "You don't shake my fucking hand, I don't want the fucking part." Oh my god, they're like that guy. <laughs> I I I feel like we passed on an opportunity to get rid of the handshake. I would have been fine. I would have been cool. Of, you must. Be very okay with getting rid of the hand. I mean, I'm getting. I'm. I'm. Cool. You're the you mayor no of idea. the country. I am a honeypot for disease. I get yeah. sick. I get sick. I've had coronavirus uh, five times. Oh my god! You can only get it. I mean, like, there's Are you a, there's, the bat. Yeah, bat Kreischer. There's, there's. We. I got it. New Year's Eve in one. It hadn't even been a year. It hadn't even been a year, and I've had it five times. Fucking a. I get it every time you can get it. I get it every. Every when, new when my strain. antibodies come right. out, I get a brand new one. Right. I got the diarrhea one. I got the cough one. Uh. I remember the first time I got it, fucking Leanne comes up and she's like, hey. And I go, what? And she goes, come here. And then walks up, gives me a hug. She goes, I think I have coronavirus. I'm like, <laughs> You're like well, that's not the time doing? to hug. Yeah, back up, Rogan. Get away. Fuck? <laughs> get in this jar. Um, What's the worst one? The worst one was the first one. The, first, the, the first. first one I got. And then, and then the next three i got but i didn't even know i had like i oh, got yeah, right. well, i got them and then and then they kind of they were coming they were touch and go and and uh and and then the last one the last one jen tested me for and uh i didn't i mean i had it but i, I it was you right it was right. I, I kicked it in a day yeah right yeah so i'm not i'm not like like I, dave's dave's like a i'm i'm assuming and i don't mean to put words and don't don't put words in dave's mouth either but dave's a a definite like uh the opposite of rogan because like if you call rogan he's like he's like it's a fucking flu yeah he's like come on man you're gonna be fine oh and yeah then, dave's the opposite dave's the opposite we, the way we tour now is so different yeah like we bought a van really and we, yeah and we just drive everywhere wait, so we wait, flown you guys, a little you guys bit. are doing you guys are doing road shows yeah we just yeah oh, we'll go great oh it's great they're great we have like pictures and shit like that to go along with the sh- like the, honestly one of the pictures we did on the last tour was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life and that it, like for the dollop is like yeah. saying something but it, it is like it was basically it it was about body snatching which has been like a there's like a few themes where we like dip in and I'm like ah it's cool that I like have a shorthand with body snatching now. <laughs> but it was about body snatching. And it was like these five dudes who almost looked like they were like wardrobe by Tim Burton's costume lady, like big hats, kind of like barbershop striped yeah. outfits. And then on the table is this probably quarter decomposed body. And the person just looks like E.T. It's like the skin and the muscles are kind of stringy. And the face, wow. still with eyes, looking to camera as all the guys are like, ooh. <laughs> And I was just like, I mean, it, I don't even really remember much about the story because I just kept being like, Can we go back that pic, that pic. What the fuck did I just look at? Like it was, it really is. You were just like, how was this a time when people were like, turn its head towards the camera? Oh, there was, a, I mean, you guys, you guys, you guys fuck me up because there's things in 
that you got the greatest podcast ever. It's the greatest podcast ever. Well, it is the greatest podcast ever. It really is. It's it's one where you can get into. So I rate podcasts. Can I start them in my bunk and let them just play? Yeah. And I go to sleep, wake up, and 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 wake up and go. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm back in to another like. Yeah. Oopty goopty. The that was that was the wildest mob man of Borneo. Yeah, that is. That's when they did. They just. I mean, it's. There's got to be so much. Nothing shit. ages. Well. There's got to be so much shit in your brain that retention wise, where you're like, I can't even remember. Well, because I don't listen. To, so like, I don't. I mean, I'm sure like you. Like, yeah. I don't really like listen to the shit. You know what I yeah. mean? You you do it and you're done. And then people rem- remember the stuff. So there's, people will come up to me. The number one one ever is the fucking baseball player. That's what everyone that one, everyone talks yeah, about. The Rube, that. The Rube, Rube is one where people, that's the one. I almost know that one about. now. Just because I've had to have conversations about it. So Everyone brings that up to me. Yeah, the Rube is the craziest one. Oofty Goofty's where they basically, they wanted this guy in a dime show. We were talking about this on the one we did last night. Like, nothing good came out of dime stores or dime shows. Like, every, I don't know what the fuck a dime store was, but it's like, if yeah. you went in there, you were like, let's sin. Like, it was just glory holes and corpses. And, uh, and th- so they basically just told this guy, they hired this down and out guy to be the wild man of Borneo, and they tarred him and covered him in hair. And then they just put him in a cage and told him to say oofty goofty oofty goofty. And like so he was just like oofty goofty oofty goofty. And then like they couldn't get the tar off him. Oh. It's horror. The There's, podcast is horror. I think I think of that. I, I, one of my other favorite podcasts is uh, Daily His, History Daily or whatever. It yeah. Is. Yeah. When you think of the inequ- when like when you talk, when you hear about inequities and you hear like of just how people did not have uh, advocacy, like no, like you yeah. just, your life could be. They'd cut your hand off and totally. be like, that fucking fucks me up. No, I, <laughs> that's what I'm saying with like this this corpse that like this dude literally looked like it was like E.T. Taffy. Oh. And like y- there was not like they just like when you think about the problems, it's also interesting how we get to where we are now with like when you trace back, which is what Dave does so well is like he applies the history story to today. So that you're just like, we still do this shit. <laughs> like the one we were doing last night was basically about like um, how in Boston it was they were trying to get rid of like scandalous pictures. Like when you buy a pack of cigarettes, there'd be like, you know, a scantily clad woman sometimes. And then these religious freaks come in and they're like, they want to get rid of that. And then and then you're like, as we go through it, I'm like, he's fucking connecting it to like today with like the drag show shit and yeah. like all that. Like, and you're just like, God damn it. Like, that, I'll be like having fun for a minute. And then I'm like, wait, <laughs> you son of a bitch. That's what's that's what's great about your podcast is that you can't tell who's more valuable. Like, you can't tell no, who the well, star of the podcast well, is. Well, well Dave, without David, that's not a podcast. <laughs> without David, that's not a podcast. It might not be like he did it alone for a while. And it was just him in a closet shouting. But without him, like, it would just be me like, all right, so, all right, what else is up? You know what I mean? We have another one now called The Pastimes, which is like a dollop spinoff where we go through an old newspaper. And it's fucking bonkers, too, because you're just like, what? Like, the stuff they would write about and how specific. I have have a bit. I was working. I'm not working on it. I started a bit about... I started a bit. You know, you know how like as a comic, you'll you'll think of a bit and then go, "Oh, let's explore that." And then you do it, and then you're like, "Oh, yeah, that's pretty gross." Yeah, was it? Would I? Uh, would my wife and I have the same relationship we have today if mm-hmm. I could hit her? Mm-hmm. And, 
<laughs> yeah, let's workshop that one-on-one for a little while before you're taking it to the stadiums. I took it. I did it last night. Where? At fucking Saginaw. And I just and I was like, and the whole time you're like, I'm acknowledging it's not right to hit women. Here's but. what's so crazy about your career now <laughs> is that like, for me, like if I'm like I'm gonna try new stuff, it'll be like a Thursday night in like a club, <laughs> and there's like thirty people there, and I'll either be like, "Eh, it's not right." You are like doing <laughs> fucking enormous venues where people are like, "Jesus, Bird, okay?" He's talking about he wants to hit Leanne. I got, I had the funniest fucking improv. Hey, Halston, is the air on in here? Will you turn the air on? I had the funniest improv last night. There was a deaf woman in the audience, and I. I called Isla, my, my daughter Isla, uh-huh. who's still in the house, um, speaks ASL. Oh, okay. So I said, so Isla, Isla I call, either I called Isla or she called me. I forget, but it was a FaceTime. I said, hey, Isla, there's a deaf person in the audience. You want to say something to her? And she went, hi. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I do know sign language. And then, yeah, and I was like, Isla, say something else. She's like, I don't know. What did you want me to say to her? <laughs> do you believe in Santa Claus? Like, what the fuck? She's like, what do you say when you meet someone? Hi. Did like, he do the bit about hitting mom? Yeah. No, no, I did a bit about, I can't even do it because it's on my special now. Oh, yeah. But about Macaulay Cole can get his ass eaten by Michael Jackson. <laughs> Just, yeah. Oh. The, uh, the, um, but yeah, I tried that bit out last night and I was, uh, and it's, it got good. It, it, I, I don't know. It's, it was, cause it's funny because, What's interesting is like we have we have grown so much as as uh, as a as a society that like the one thing I the one thing I love about my wife is her opinion yeah and the one thing those guys never got is their wife's opinion yeah like it and it's so it's like it's like what, it was interesting the the how much the, the what I was trying to get at is the value of women has changed so drastically and that I would never ever want to stifle any part of my wife's opinion because that's what i value in her like i mean and trust me oh what did i oh there was a i I, it was it was it was fun but then you but then problem is any kind of like any woman getting beaten is not like it was like you make a joke about ray rice then you see him hit her his wife and you're like whoa yeah it's just so brutal no we were just talking about the ray rice thing as well i mean really yeah yeah for like a thing just a different thing we do like on patreon but we're i mean that was like yeah like how that was so like you you can't i mean i think especially though if it's like like how do you workshop shit do you is that do you have a smaller place where you go to workshop workshop stuff so when you just recorded your special so now you're back out on the road you're doing like huge fucking places are you what are you doing are you doing stuff from the special mixed with new stuff i do well so it's it's not not totally fair in that you have well no I, i have i have so when i do a special i have probably two hours of material that i pick from right and so i whittle it down and then I have another, I have a, yeah. I could do a brand new hour that isn't. That's kind of what I have. Yeah. Like a Frankenstein set yeah, yeah, of yeah. like, I haven't recorded this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. and, and what, so what, what, the way I know a specials, by the way, fantastic special, by the way. Oh, thank you very special. Much. Thanks. Fantastic man. special. Well, thanks. Bro. The, uh, um, the way I know a special will be good is if I have two hours and I can literally pick and choose and take 
and cherry pick the best parts yeah. of that other hour yeah. that I don't need. Like yeah. the, I think I I always say, I don't know which if my specials, I don't know which of my specials was my best, but I I think for my favorite one was Secret Time because I had so much stuff that I could just take punchlines out of and just yeah I could just cherry pick everything out of it so. And then I, I hollowed out a bunch of shit that now is no longer usable. Yeah. But for this one, I had so much material that I have so I I could still do. But like last night was weird because uh, someone called out an old joke that I, I haven't told in forever. I didn't tell it because when I did, hey big boy, the um, it was like right after that was the Black Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah. So like anything racial, I was just was like yeah. I just stay away from. It. It's not worth it. Yeah. So I haven't told that in fucking three years and then how did it go uh, murder yes yeah, and, and i got too. so fucking but it's not racist it's just no no it's but, not racist at all yeah it's uh at, in the side said my the guy who produced my special was like is like i wish you had something like that i like the race stuff you do because he goes it's not you're not being racist but you're being you're it's funny for everyone my buddy yeah. my buddy's a person of color so yeah yeah and so uh and, he, and he's a really good uh but I, but I like so. But like the thing I like the most, like in stand up, is like what you do, like personal stuff. Like I like, yeah. I like. Well, I did not know your parents were from England. I did not know that they were British. Yeah, it was so. But I like, and I really like accents. You're really good at accents. Yeah, that's. Like... I'm really bad at accents, and you're really good at accents. <laughs> you're yeah. really good. Well, I mean, I like like the fact that my parents were English is such a leg up. Yeah, like to just like I mean. Like Scott, I was around Scottish as a kid. I was around Irish as a kid. Where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Wisconsin of really? English parents, though. So I had I had an English accent until I was like five. Are you serious? Yeah, like there's like recordings of me as a kid, and like I hadn't been exposed to like what's going on, like how we do, you know. So I was just like, do we have another crayon for me to you? Literally, like there's there. My brother used to record. My brother's twelve years older, and he used to record me. He's twelve years older. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, just two of you? Yeah. Same yeah. parents? <laughs> no, it's different dads, okay. but still, still, like, it was dicey. So he was, like, way, you know, he was, like, greasing the f- foam in the runway for me forever, but he used to record me. Foam in the runway, that's a, I love oh, that yeah. phrase. I love that phrase. Oh, yeah, where I'd be, like, with, like, my brother got a DUI. I was, like, I'm going to be able to get away with murder. I'm, like, 13. <laughs> um, but, like, so that he would record me, and I'd be, like, he'd be, like, what's a song you like? And I'd be, like, the orangutan circus, you know, literally, and... And then I got exposed to Wisconsin and I like my mother started to watch me kind of go to the dark side of like I got I grew a mullet. I got like Z's in the side of my head. I started hitting the O's like hard. And she was (laughs) like, oh, no, you know, like I was a teen wolf. Yeah. Wait, where did you go up in Wisconsin? In a place called Brown Deer, like in Milwaukee, basically. Okay. Yeah. And then so so like but then when I go see my family in England. It would be like my uncle was a lunatic Scotsman, which sounds redundant, but he even for like did you talk about him in your special? No, I didn't. I never have done a bit about him, but like I think I want to because when after like because well, it's called England weed and the rest, and so it's basically like I talk about England weed and then just the hodgepodge. You shoot in Portland? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I shot helium. I love that. Fucking amazing. My plan was best, to shoot that's the best comedy audiences, in my opinion. Probably. I was going to shoot in three different places and do England as one part, weed as one part, and the rest in another city. So like, yeah. and then I just like saw the Portland show and I was like, this is just like it's too good of a show. You look not. young as shit in it. Yeah, yeah. Now I look. You old, look yeah, you look. Yeah. You look good in it. I literally was like, God damn it, he's not doing okay. I was like, no. I was like, I was like, he didn't drink during the pandemic. He looks good. No, I just like leading up to it, like took a break. I, t- I took I took a massive break. I'm on a tear right now. Are you thinking about opening a bottle of wine as we speak? Let's do it. 
Hey, Pete. Hey, Halston, you grab me a bottle of wine. Oh, I love this. Um, hey, Pete, will you open a bottle of wine for us? Have you met Pete, by the way? Yeah, just briefly before. Pete said last you? night, Pete said to me last night, if I cheated on my wife, he would tell her. Jesus, Pete. <laughs> you got to think of longevity, man. <laughs> what, what town do you think this is? But here's what's crazy is that ultimately, I, I would obviously, I'd want him to, right? Because I don't want to cheat on my wife either. Right. I don't want to cheat. I, ultimately, I would, that threat is what I want. Yeah, but, but I was still. Like, I was like, I was like, just like, for anyone? Like, how, like, what, like, what is it? What constitutes cheating? Like, Could he kiss? If you saw him kiss, uh, if you saw him like. Yeah, making out. Like, make out. Not make even out. for too long. Jesus Christ, man! Yeah, <laughs> I think you need a pee watcher in the entourage. <laughs> Someone who like distracts Pete. Pete. Well, you can go cop a feel. Um, <laughs> the uh, Pete grew up in Buffalo. Does does did you have a civic pride growing up in Wisconsin? Yeah, Packer for fan. Sure. Totally, I have a Packer tattoo. Totally. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shut yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I got two tattoos. One of my cool? cat. One of my my team. Yeah. You want to see something cool? Oh, you're going to show me. See, this is no. where your no. access is going to drive me crazy. This am is I... where you're like kicking a field goal during an active game. No. In my in my phone. Very first number. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. The very first number. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. I, it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And do you text? Yeah. That is just He showed me Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. you text? Yeah, but I'm not. I don't. Not like, a lot. I mean. He's a very sweet guy, but sure. and, and we don't have a, we don't have a ton in common. Yeah, but like uh, I text him to bust balls with Tom sometimes. Yeah, right. Because Tom met him and Aaron gave me. He his loves number. comedy. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's a fucking great dude. Yeah, yeah. He is a great dude. Like yeah. like I almost really enjoy uh, when the media kind of jumps on him because it makes me realize the more you isolate him, the more we will get him when he retires. Yeah, right. Like, the more that he'll be like, yeah. yo, Bert, what's up? Let's go fishing, you know? Yeah, Cause, right. Because I think you you media darling someone, and I think they become disconnected from real life. Like, I yeah. watched that. I've watched that happen to, like, like, I mean, I, I, I don't, I would, obviously, I don't want any of the bad stuff that's happened to Kevin Hart yeah, to have yeah. to have happened to Kevin Hart. But the, mo the more media darling he was, um, the more disconnected he was. Yeah. And I think the more you get a few scars on you, the yeah. more you come back to real life. Well, I yeah, you become that. a human again, yeah. kind of. It's yeah. an impossible standard to hold up. Like, it really is. I mean, I think, like, even when you know in this business where you, like, are friends with famous people, they, you know, you are, like, you're just a regular... It sounds so fucking cliche. Yeah. But you are just a... You have to be, like, a regular person to some extent. And when you can't really express yourself or, like, be human, that's, like... That's annoying. That's that like, would make me crazy. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, that's I'm, why you like again. I mean, not to keep blowing your career, like, but it is like you are you. That's like when people are like, like, because they've seen like uh, me be on your shit or you be on the dollop, and people will ask about you, and I'm like, that dude is like really? the real deal. Yeah, I'll be like, that is like wow. what you see is what you get. I'm pretty. I'm pretty regular. I, I actually. Hey, what about that wine? He's regular in the fact that he yeah. demands his assistant hands him wine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Pete. Oh, beautiful. Um, I, and if uh, Bert and I kiss after this, zip it. Yeah, that's right. This looks good. What happens in the back house stays in the back house. The, um, what's, what is interesting is I Thanks, sometimes Bert. wonder if I lean in to alcohol to stay regular. 
I get that. Like you know, like the way like because uh, I like I like I look at like um, I can't say real names, but I know I have friends that have quit drinking. Yeah, is that any good? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's wine. It's the afternoon. It's perfect. Well, it is nice. Um, I have friends that have quit drinking, and, and almost all of them, when they quit drinking, they they turn they i guess maybe they get better but they turn into someone that is a little bit unrelatable they take like I'm not they take like uh they get like their pilot's license like like yeah, Segura. Right. Segura never drinks right, right. never drinks but the but, but sometimes i look at him and i'm like like he's like learning to fly a helicopter and i was yeah. like what the did you Buddy, always have a beer yeah did you always want to do that <laughs> like is that something rich people do when did he quit drinking he doesn't drink. He just he never. He just never really did. Yeah. He partied back in the day. He'd, yeah. he'd drink and smoke weed and smoke cigarettes. And then, the more he got successful, the more he started taking care of his body and getting yeah. in shape. Yeah. And, and and you know, and started like buying Corv or Porsches. And I like I remember I remember thinking like, I remember asking him. He bought his. He bought like a really nice Porsche. And I said, "Did you always want Porsches?" And he was like, "Yeah." Yeah. I was like, "Really?" So like when you were broke. You Googled them. He was like, yeah. And I was yeah, like, okay, see, that makes sense. Yeah, that does. That makes sense. That's then, not, yeah. I would, I, to me, like, I have not, that there's none of that in me. None of all. it. I have yeah. none of it. I don't know. I, mean, I have a nice car, but I don't, but I, don't, I really don't drive. Yeah. I don't drive and I don't really care. Who the fuck. And then we were talking about, you can keep this name, Sebastian Maniscalco. It was published that his house was like $25 million. Jesus Christ. And so we were arguing, what would you rather have? A one $25 million house or like, a beach house, a lake house, a mountain house, and a house in L.A. And I was yeah. like, well, you might, I mean, if you're busy, you might as have, well, look at this. This is Sebastian's house. God damn. Look at that. This is, he bought it from Gwen Stefani. Ah. In Beverly Hills. It's fucking Ugh. gorgeous. Yeah. Look at that Well, so what would house. you rather? Would you rather the one amazing place that you can spend some time in, or would you rather a bunch of options that you never hit? Uh, well, I have the latter. <laughs> Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I have the houses. That I, yeah. that I we have Leanna's in a Leanne's in a mogul phase of her life. Oh my god, she wants to be a real estate mogul, so she's purchasing properties. And when I, we have a beach house, I've never gone. To, I've, I've gone. I've gone a couple of times. But I, I just if I'm here, I'm I'm here. Yeah, I would love. But the problem is, I, I I would love I would love one house. I'd love to live in Malibu. Yeah, I would love to live in Malibu on the beach. Yeah. The problem is, I think I'd be a fucking mess if I lived out there. I think yeah. I would have gotten in today. I would have smoked a joint. I would have smoked a cigar. You'd have your have... Mel Gibson video. <sighs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sugar tits, relax. I'd be like, Chrysler, what's I going on? I would have so many DUIs. <laughs> I would have so many, so many DUIs. I mean, it's just that one road. So you're like, man, they really wait on this road. Georgia was home. <laughs> Georgia was home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I feel horrible saying this, okay? Keep it in. I feel horrible saying this. So Georgia was home for Thanksgiving, and we went to we got our food at Gelson's or like uh -huh. Whole Foods. Now I have a strict rule about no drinking and driving. I never drink and drive. Sure. I never drink and drive. Yeah. And we go to the Gelson's, and we have to wait for our food for the Thanksgiving dinner to, to be brought out. And the guy at the thing goes, "Hey man, you want an IPA?" And I was like, "Yeah." So do they have the bar and yeah, the, the bars right See, there? That's the pr they really have like catered towards the alcoholic's brain. Oh my god! You, like if you like drinking. It really like the idea that now that you are like, well, I'm going to go shopping and have a martini. It's yeah. just sort of like, I don't know if that should be like incorporated. I sat down at the bar <laughs> and I had an IPA and I was like, watch football. Oh, my God. And my turkey got brought out and they had it all packed and organized. And Georgia and her friend were with me. And I go, all right, let's go. We get down to the car and I sit in the driver's seat. And Georgia goes, 
what has happened to you? <laughs> I said, what do you mean? She goes, you think you're going to drive me right now? I got in the driver's seat. I had a beer. One? I had one beer, one yeah. beer. And I was going to, and I was like, I'm fine. Right? In my yeah. head. She goes, we have a rule in this house. Wow. You get out. And George got in the driver's seat. She goes, I can't believe I just saw what I saw. And I was like, I go, baby, it was one beer. And she goes, so is so can I judge if I've had a little bit to drink if I'm okay to drive, Dad? And I went, mother fucker, I would be drinking and driving all over Malibu. Well, I would be he, drinking and driving. The move there is to be like, look, if you're going to drive, I'm going to go have a couple more pops. Yeah. Like, you really, <laughs> yeah, you kind of yeah, shot yeah. yourself in the foot on this one. <laughs> Let's go back up. That guy seemed pretty chill. You think he could get blow? <laughs> where would you live? You could live anywhere in LA. Where would you live? Anywhere. Like, you, you could pick any anywhere. I mean, I like... Part of me would go with the Malibu plan, but I also feel like, you know, maybe you'd get a little isolated and be, but I kind of would like, I feel like I, I would that. handle that pretty well. Yeah. So like, I feel like somewhere like Malibu or somewhere like near the beach far away would be ideal. I, I, I would I, not like that drive coming. I did it the other night, like that drive coming back from Malibu or going to Malibu is like an enjoyable drive. It's not like oh. regular LA driving where you're like, what the fuck is with this guy? Yeah. Like you're actually going like, oh, that's pretty. Oh, look at this shit. So I feel like, I would say somewhere like that. I mean, I, I would go. Here's my. I'll, I'll I'll tell you. I'll walk you through where I want to live. Don't let Leanne hear this because she's gonna be like, click. <laughs> I go Malibu first. That mm -hmm. Malibu's number one. Yeah. Then I go Hollywood Hills. Yeah. Like Hollywood Hills, I've always thought that was sexy. It is. Like Sun Sunset Plaza. Up yeah, there. yeah, totally. I, yeah. I was at someone's house. I I I, I can't. I just believe his name. I was at. Really? Yeah, he's got that like. I mean, he's got, he's got, he's got like. He struck it at the right time. You know, you think, I think sometimes I go, I remember having a manager who didn't have like a house. And I go, you've been in LA since 89. Yeah, well, like, you know, are you what, good? What the fuck? <laughs> like, how did you not? 10% for 30 yeah, years. What the fuck? How did you not buy real estate yeah. in the boom? Like, there yeah. was like. $20 million mansions right now were $300,000. I think then. that all, I'm like, because like when I first moved to LA, people were like, you should figure out a way to like buy it. And I'm be like, I'm not like, yeah, I can't like find a bag of weed. Like, how am I going to buy yeah. it? But really, if you just gotten your shit together and just been like, I'm going to do it. I mean, that would have been quite a move. Uh, well, Leanne, Leanne is, I got really lucky for many reasons with Leanne. But like in 2008, I remember... When the, I remember my uncle called me when the market crashed. Mm -hmm. Right. My, my uncle called me and told me, this is going to be really bad. Just giving you a heads up. He Dave Anthony'd you. Yeah. He, yeah. He's and by the way, my uncle's the smartest man I know. Yeah. Dave, he Dave Anthony'd me. They should do a podcast. They should. <laughs> Bummers. <laughs> Sadly, I think they're interested in a lot of the same thing. My oh, uncle's man. a die hard fucking liberal. Like, yeah, die, right. die hard. Like, 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 uh. Like a ride or die motherfucker. Oh, see, Dave is that's not Dave. Is he really? No, Dave, Dave, Dave's Dave's like a Dave's... political nihilist, basically. Really? Yeah, Dave like would not Dave like despises everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty equally. What um uh but he called me and he told me he goes, It's gonna be bad. Uh it's gonna be really bad. And I went, Okay. And so I had this mindset of like, take whatever I, I remember I accepted the travel channel job yeah. at that time. And and I was like, take whatever money you can and just just make sure everyone's taken care of. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm my brain. Leanne was like, oh, this is when we buy. Right. She did not spend a fucking cent. Right. She pinched all the corners. 
and bought our first house. Remember my old yeah, house? Yeah, yeah. I love that fucking that house. That house is awesome. The best house I've ever owned. That was the best. That was the best house I've ever owned. It was the funnest house. That was the best. It was best. small. Brian Regan walks in one time and he goes, this is what a house should sound like. Yeah. And he goes, it's chaos. It was a great setup. It was a great fucking, you know, I had the man cave yeah. in the back and there's great a fucking great cave. pool. Great pool. Oh, it was a great fucking house. Yeah. God damn it. You go rebuy it. You I, can I pull that it. move. Oh, you do? Yeah, oh, that's good. It. My sister lives in it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so do you go roll over there party every now and then? Just like we're I, actually like a family. You're like quiet. I have stuff sent there all the time. Oh really? Uh, so I have everything sent there. That's interesting. Yeah, because I house. Oh yeah, yeah. So everyone right. knew I lived there. So, right. um, but uh, so did you buy? You bought? She in- bought in like 2009 when the market yeah. at, the, at the bottom. Leanne was like, "We should buy. Now's when we buy a house." Yeah. And she, I remember her saying, "I." She, Leanne grew up very poor, like yeah. very, very poor. Grew up in, in uh, trailers. Okay. Uh, went to school barefoot. She'll she would downplay Jesus all of this. Yeah, yeah. She would downplay all of this. Uh, if you talk to her, like that's would, ama- Went to school barefoot is really quite a like yeah. barometer until, like, I for say until like fucking third grade. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, it was it was the. She Don't up- tell your kids about shoes. <laughs> Once they find out, then you buy them some. <laughs> she grew up in the foothills of Appalachia. The irony of growing up in the foothills and no shoes. <laughs> so fucked up. She's like, my feet hurt. They're like, don't worry about it. I think she's learning about shoes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so then you buy. She she grew up poor, like her, uh, like really poor. Like no one owned her grandfather. They had like land that was given to them by her great grandfather right and so like they had land and they all but they lived they owned this one road so they all lived on this one road and they would just get a house they would put a trailer on it and then add on to the trailer right but she but she was destined she was like i will build wealth in my life i will build wealth and and uh she bought that first house. I was and I did not want it. I went in and I thought I had eye cancer. I don't know why. Wow. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's my OCD and my anxiety. <laughs> wow. I thought I had eye cancer. Was there like, anything behind that, nope, or you were nope, just nope. No, I just kind of. Like, I just distinctly remember thinking I have eye cancer. <laughs> Look, you Can't. get what you want. I'm going to be gone soon. I'm pretty sure I have eye cancer. <laughs> so <laughs> I went to WebMD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. Like. And so. And so. Uh, got the Travel Channel showing a fucking eye cancer. The market's crashing. All you're buying are shoes. <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> uh, so, but the only thing I liked about that house, my dad looked at it. It's so funny at the time. At the time, GMC, uh, GMC has had given me a, a Corvette. Oh wow! Like for the for like a week or whatever. Right. So I was driving a Corvette around when we went and looked at the house. Oh, so this guy's like awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These people. But my dad was with us, and my dad was like, my dad's all that back room, and he was like, "This could be a good man cave, buddy." Yeah, you could convert this into a man cave. It'd be really nice. And that's the reason I bought the house because that man cave. And then randomly, Tony Saragusa, God rest his soul, Jason Cameron gave me a legit. Oh right, fucking man cave. right, like yeah, they, right. From the TV show, right, right, it was yeah. The best thing that ever happened. It was the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. The best like thing where you go, like, is life real? Yeah. Like I was, I was so blown away by that. But that house was so fucking great. Two best feelings in the world: being in love and getting into a bed, getting ready to sleep. A bed that was a perfect bed, a bed matched for you. Let me tell you something right now. I've got that bed. I know I've got that bed because I took a sleep quiz to get that bed. And that bed matches me like the love of my life. 
It's a Helix. Helix is a premium mattress brand providing tailored mattresses based on unique, unique sleep preference. Helix lineup includes 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall sleepers, even a mattress made just for kids. So how are you going to know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Here's what you do. You take the Helix sleep quiz. You find your perfect mattress in under two minutes, legit, and your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night risk-free trial. Try out your new Helix mattress. See how your body adjusts. And if you decide it's not the best fit for you, you are welcome to return it for a full refund. Everybody's unique, and everybody sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side, like me. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support for stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night, like my wife. I took the Helix Sleep Quiz, and I was matched with a side sleeping mattress, and I love it because I do not hurt my shoulder when I sleep on it. And then when I roll over on my side, I disappear into beautiful REM. Don't take my word for it. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress pick by GQ and Wired. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows, and they're legit pillows. For our listeners, go to helixsleep.com slash Burt. With Helix, better sleep starts now. There's nothing quite like the feeling of gathering around a warm fire on a cool evening. I did it last night with my buddy Bobby Kelly and Mike Calta. A smokeless fire pit from Solo Stove makes your outdoor moments even more memorable. And during Solo Stove's holiday event sale, you can get a great deal on a Solo Stove fire pit. And I'm telling you, this is your winter. Make it your winter with a bottle of wine and, and the outdoors feeling the wind go through. Upgrade your backyard with a solo stove fire pit and create story-worthy moments without the fireside fumes. That's what ruins it. Stainless steel construction designed to regulate airflow and burn more efficiently. So little smoke, you're going to wonder how there's so much fire. They are engineered brilliantly, easy to use, and built to last. Easy to light, too, with a few bits of starter. Your fire is blazing in just a few minutes. They're so confident you're going to love it. They'll offer a lifetime warranty and a 30-day free return policy. Let the gifting begin. Shop Solo Stove's holiday event sale for huge site-wide savings and get $10 off with promo code BERT plus a lifetime warranty and free 30-day returns. Get an extra $10 off holiday deals at solostove.com promo code BERT. And that's that's Travel Channel money too. So yeah. like I've worked you were, for the you were, you were on yeah. the Travel Channel at the same yeah, time. I've I wanted it. your show. Believe me, you wanted your show. <laughs> Who's yours with Evan? Yeah, Evan Mann. Yeah, yeah my Evan, like yeah. writing partner, and yeah. he um yeah, and ours was called Mancations, but they would be like oh, such a good. They show. would slide us uh, Bert the Conqueror DVDs all the time, and they would they would always be like, "Here's what Bert would." You were like the barometer, the Bertometer. They oh, would always wow. be like, "Here, watch Bert do this," and we'd be like, "Look, he's great. We're doing a different show." Yeah, I wanted they, your show. I wanted to be doing what you do. Your you show, did. believe me, after our experience, you wanted your show because they who liked you. Yours? Well, it, the guy, I don't actually fully remember the guy's name. 
I almost said Stone Phillips, but that's it was, the Dateline it was, uh, guy. It was, uh, uh, it was Stone. His yes, name was Stone. his name was Stone. Stone, I, I still have him in my, yeah. I still know. Stone, <laughs> Stone's a motherfucker. He you was, know, Stone, was you, want to know, you want to know what Stone did to me? Oh, this boy. is the best. I hope Stone's hearing this. <laughs> It'll be surreal. St- I, uh, I just have him in here as Stone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Stone, we went to... Uh, I wonder what he's doing. I just texted him the other day. I love oh, really? Stone. I love yeah, Stone. I yeah. always love Stone. So Stone, we go to Australia, and Stone was the executive in charge of- You were shooting show. in Australia. Shooting in wow. Australia. He was like, he pulled me aside drinking one night, and he was like, you need to get control of this show. I go, what? And he was like- Excuse me? He was like, these fucking malukes don't know what they're doing. You need to do what Bourdain does. And I said, what's that? And he goes, fire somebody. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus! Yeah, they need to know you're playing. You're playing for keeps. You don't fuck around. Well, we had just gotten picked up for like two years, three years, whatever. So he's like, "This is your show." Bourdain runs his show. You need to be a wild man. This needs to be you. This needs to be you. And he was so randomly, random as fuck. We get into uh, there. We have an altercation with one of the fucking guys. Is says he ends up. I mean, sadly, it was a very big learning moment in my life about what it is to be a man but this guy uh talks shit about me to the client to the australian <laughs> so you're like actually you know what i might yeah. fire that asshole so I, f- I fired him and stone's like yes how did you fire him i said hey man pop pop like in front of people no 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 no, no. Okay. i called the production company i said he needs to go home yeah and they were like okay uh they we talked about it, it was really kind of it was a big by the way the guy fucked up big time he went to the client and the network and in in shooting and said that i basically was a fucking moron and that i was uh that i that he that i was out of control and i but by the way and i totally wasn't at the time right yeah and then all of a sudden i was like i was like oh stone knows some shit going on behind the scenes yeah i was like they're talking shit about me and it was oh it was was all this stuff behind yeah yeah. that kind of makes sense so i was like all right so i called the production company i said you need to go home and they're like all right well i'll tell you what we won't have any interactions with you and him. We'll keep him at the hotel. We're not going to bring him home. We just we have a body out there. We need people to work, but we got it. And then, by the way, the guy, uh, in in return, the guy called me like a week, two weeks after that, and apologized and was like the coolest dude ever. He's mm-hmm. very successful in the business now. And he and I was I learned so much from that one man that I that I went whew. I was like wow maybe I was a asshole. Maybe I was, maybe he was right about me. I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it was a good learning moment of like what it's like to be accountable for your behaviors. It was it was he was. A, I still am friends with that guy. Yeah. But I do all this shit. I get I get and then I get my once I fire one guy. I got my head about me. I right. fucking start fucking Firestone. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, asshole. <laughs> no, on the plane flight home. No, we're on a fucking we're on the Great Barrier Reef, right? Uh-huh. And Stone pulls me aside. He goes, "You're killing it, man. You're killing it." Oh wow. He goes, "This is everything." This is everything I needed to know I could do before I left. And I went, what? He goes, I'm quitting travels. He had like, go, what the fuck? Yeah. I go, you just fucking set me up by myself. He goes, yeah, I'm out. Good luck, buddy. He left travel channel. <laughs> Stone, I wish I remembered his name. He yeah. was, I love that guy. We used to party. He, he was, dude, he, we had a lot of fun. I, my experience with the travel channel was just total bullshit. Well, when though. you do only what you do one season, yeah. you get fucked. We got like fucked constantly. And like we had a lot of goodwill starting. That's what I feel like people don't like if you get a show on the air, it really is like ridiculously you you're you have your foot in the door. If you get picked up like oh, you, you wait, this is my TV show. 
Oh yeah. This is my TV show. This is my. Is this mine right here? Yeah, yeah. I was about to say. I was like, no, he's like, not on this. This is Bird the Conqueror. Crew. This. I was like, Jesus Christ, Bonnie did yours. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is mine. Oh yeah, that's mine. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Stone's not even on there. No, he was. Wait, scroll up. What? I don't know. Self Fisherman is a great title. Oh man, hey, look at that. Click on that picture of me on IMDb. Okay. Let me tell you something about this, Bert. Now, look at that fucking picture, okay? And le- well, let me tell you about my nightmare and this fucking picture. What is that? Okay, so the first real thing is... Just, talk about a Scottish accent. The first thing that I really did before anything when I came to L.A. was the show called The Real Wedding Crashers. Oh, with Steve Byrne. With Steve Byrne. That's yes, how I met Byrne. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was basically from punked, and you would do punked at weddings. Yeah. And... So there were a bunch of things. And one of the things they had me, uh, they wanted me to be like a cake maker. And so I was like, I'll be a Scottish cake maker. And so, you know, whatever. I'm like, oh, gosh, all the cakes are falling everywhere. You know, like being a fucking like slapstick, yeah. like, you know, 40s comedian or whatever. And and then when they're doing press picks, they're like, oh, everyone really liked a Scottish baker. So we thought we'd put you up as the baker for like some of the press picks. And I I'm, I'm, I know nothing. So I'm like, OK, great. Not yeah. thinking like this picture will haunt me for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> And then I can't get rid of it. And on IMDb, you have to pay. I have to pay in order to get rid of this picture. So I'll show up to auditions and people will be like, so what's with the Baker outfit? And I'll be like, oh, my God, like I have headshots. I have. And it's always this like. This snarky That's, little like looking at the side of face. I, yeah, got, a, I like, got a secret for yeah, you. I'm coming in the cakes. <laughs> yeah. And it's just I, I can't I, I can't get rid of it. Wait, what's my IMDb picture? I think I know mine. I, I'm imagining something. I, I hate my IMDb in every metric. Oh, I don't mind this one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. See, you have people doing shit. No, I, I was doing That's the, a good one. Is I that was, a Conrad's? No, that is in, uh, that. It's in Grand Rapids, I think. <laughs> Look at that. What's interesting is the guy. You got good nips, Bert. Thank you very much. The guy that shot that picture, interestingly enough, uh, shot it and I wanted to use it to promote something. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, twenty five thousand dollars." Jesus I was like, Christ! I was like, "Oh, I, okay." I was like, "If you give me a rational number, I'll I'll give it. If not, I'm just gonna steal it." He was like, "He's like, what?" And I was like, "Give me like a regular number, like a human yeah. negotiation number." And he was like, "No, it's like twenty five, fifteen thousand dollars, twenty five thousand dollars." And I was like, "Okay." What? So it's just everywhere. And he has. I mean, I was like, I was like, I don't know what world you're living Funny. in. It's not how it works. Yeah, and I was like, I'm the it's one. It's you. The, yeah, it's me. Yeah. And he was like, No, nah, you can't use that for any promotional. So I just was like, All right, and I'm so, Banksy. Yeah, but uh, that that was a great. I I was going to do a show right before I taped my special um, Zieger Time in Grand Rapids at a bar upstairs, mm-hmm. and they had this photographer. He's a really great photographer too. Yeah. He's on everyone. Yeah, and um. He was like, hey, he had it all set up, had it all lit. And he goes, stand right here. I took two pictures, that and another one. And it's a great fucking picture. Great picture. Great lighting. Yeah, you, the I, nips, again, nips yeah. are Thank super you. on point. Thank you. I don't know if you how, hear that enough. How did you, what was your production like for your special? It was low key. It was basically uh, my buddy, Luke Simmons, who I went to college with, who like has directed some stuff. I was just like, I want you to direct it. He'd never directed a stand up special before. We hired local people from Pacific Northwest. Really? And um, yeah, just these these two dudes who were awesome. Just two ca- and just had like four cameras. Like I said, it was one show. Like if I could go back and do it again, well, I would have done two shows. Uh, you know what? I, I 
I've I've done so many fucking specials now, in my opinion, where I've even just watched people's. I liked. I could tell you you did one show because there was a you're flubbing a line. Yeah, early in the no, but I liked. It. I, I like it. I like it. it I like it. I like it. That's I like how it. I feel. And I and I actually thought I'm being dead serious. I shot four shows for my special. I just shot with Tomzik. Yeah, with Tomzik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I actually thought I might keep in some flubs. Yeah. There. I I, when I watched yours, I went, "Oh, this I'm." It's not distracting, and it makes it feel authentic. It makes me feel in the moment. That's kind of how I felt. Like that when I kind of went went with just one show. That is yeah. kind of what I thought. Because there are, and like when you watch it, like a hundred times, you start going, oh, "Look at this fucking idiot! He can't no. get the fucking word out." Yeah. But there is something to like, you know, it's like an actual show. Yeah. Like if you come and watch someone do a show, it isn't perfect. There are no. fuck ups. There are moments where it's like, even in the special, there are bits that like murdered at other shows and we're you know pretty good at that one but yeah. there is something about like the authentic experience that i kind of I loved like. it I, well, first of all i loved it because of the venue like yeah. I, I have an emotional attachment to that venue the best it's the best venue and i thought oh that's that's good. it's it's a great show immediately because you know that audience gets good comedy. yeah they're that fucking whatever it is about portland they are very uh liberal but not like broken liberal no i i agree i mean i really like and, but you'll get a couple every now and then in that room that are like that are like you can't say that you know and you're like uh okay. yeah but you're like but, i'm not hitting her i'm hitting her because i love you're not it's listening a joke about beating it's her a up. joke about hitting her for god's yeah. sake I, and i would hit you right now if i could <laughs> god damn it <laughs> yeah but it, i love that room and uh yeah and i and i i fucking I love anything personal that no one else can tell. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about that today. I started, Pete sent me the special this morning, and I was watching it in the airport, and then watching it in my bedroom today. And I was like, there's something authentic about someone's journey that allows you to relate to them or see them in a different light, which which yeah. I love hot take comics. I love, look, you know, I mean, I say this sadly, like, guys like me and you are never going to be considered the GOAT yeah. because we talk about our own thing. Yeah. But I, I got to be honest with you, I don't I don't really, like, I, I enjoy what we do better, you know, like. Well, there is something to the idea of, like, I mean, when I, like, I mean, and I, like, spent probably, like, the first five years of writing stand-up really trying to do more of that, trying yeah. to be, like. I did, too. You know, like, Seinfeld, like, why is the pharmacist a foot higher? Like, that <laughs> sort of, like, stuff. But you yeah. really. But then it was really like when I started like realizing that my family is fucking weird, yeah. that like well, it's, I it's, have a yeah. strange little beginning. And then once I started writing to that, it's like like I went on the road with Patton years ago. Oh, he's so fucking good. And it was like kind of like it did kind of fuck me up in the way that I was like, well, I'll never do that. Yeah. But it helped me in the way that I was like, well, he's really just telling stories and mm -hmm. he's just got great little tangents in there. Great. And he observations in there, too. But it's all kind of branched into this the tree of the the story. Yeah. And that's like what kind of what yeah, I mean, basically what I like was trying to do was just like tell you did, you did a lot great. of stories about my family. But then it's like, well, how did the English accent become the American accent? Well, there's like some observation there, but it is all coming from like, you know, my parents No, but that's my, what's awesome about that is I I I it you know, the other thing you did in the special that I love is that you were authentic to who we know you to be as the guy we listen to every week yeah like you're not you're still the same fuck around yeah play with it yeah. guy. It was, yeah. it's, it's such a great special man. oh thanks man well i i really appreciate it i mean like you know i truly like and i'm not but 
you're you've become so prolific that it's like I kind of was trying to manage like, well, when should I do it? When is the right time to do it? And then I just kind of was like sick of fucking around and felt yeah. like having a target date would just kind of help me cull it into like, you know, so that really. But it is like, yeah. I mean, what are you doing? Are you doing one every year and a half, basically? So I do. I do one every usually every 18 months. Yeah. Um, but Which I just remarkable. Well, uh, how often are you on the road? How many, like roughly how many shows do you do a year? Do you have any idea? Fucking, yeah. You can pull it up. Is it every, is it really every weekend? It's, it's just yeah. about every weekend I take, I mean, you can legit find out, you can find out online how many shows I've done, how much money I made. You can find everything all I know. online, but the money, they always get wrong. Don't they? Anytime uh, I've like looked at my self worth, I'm like fucking would love it. Oh no, no, no. They, they, uh, so there's this magazine called Polestar. Oh. that uh that i don't think you're gonna be able to find it you gotta have an account but there when so when you do a show uh when you do th- like uh when you start doing bigger venues they you submit your numbers uh-huh. to uh like the touring gods there actually this is my post oh, yeah. right here so you can see i took some time off and then how dare you those are when i was those are ticket sales those those spikes jesus Christ! and so i had a big run in yeah, you went october is that october yeah, this last you went, that was I've when had. you were oh just recently last run I've had has yeah. been pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. But um, but so you can find you can <laughs> the find venues out. you're doing now. Did yeah. you ever think? No, I never, never in a million. When years. did you start doing stand up? I started in uh in ni- when I was 26 years old. Okay, I, I went like when I first started. I didn't know. I gotta be honest with you. I didn't know we we could do the road. Yeah, like, right. When I started, I thought oh, you just do this in New York. Right, and then maybe you get a movie or a TV show or yeah. do commercials. Yeah, like yeah. Judah Friedlander and Friedlander and uh, Jim Gaffigan were really big in commercials, and I remember hearing that Judah got two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for doing a Snickers commercial. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, I'd do that. I'd be, yeah. I'd do any of that <laughs> for sure. Like I'll host uh, Good Morning America. Like I didn't know, I didn't know yeah, that there yeah. was a, a thing, and then I got a deal with Will Smith with Will Smith's company, and so I was like, oh, I, I'll do television, and then I got like a talk show uh on fx and then when i started doing the road i was just saying this to tom and i were talking about this the other day when we toured with people things that were big to us we were like whoa can you imagine yeah doing that and now i mean tom's way bigger than i am but tom did two united centers in chicago i mean like like but I i don't think i ever realized i never realized that a I never realized there was anything outside of clubs. Yeah. Because no one did theaters when we were younger. Yeah. Like you, I remember people. Specials, but people would have like an HBO and I, special yeah, and I was or like, something. Why did I remember the, the common talk was, why would he do it in a theater? No one performs in theaters. Yeah. You should do it in the clubs where you perform. Yeah. And then when I started doing theaters, I definitely, I definitely never thought I'd do arenas. Yeah. I never thought I'd do You can't, stadiums. I don't think you like, can possibly, even in your like, vision board fantasy land as a comedian can say to yourself i mean there you have like an ego problem if you're like i will do madison i will do stadium oh, I, I, like you you yeah. cannot possibly do that well well the first arena i ever did was the uh in green bay oh my god in green bay is when i met aaron Rodgers. yeah and i it was the first arena i ever did and i pulled up and we were drunk and we pulled up we woke up uh-huh outside of it and i was confused i said where the fuck are we (laughs) and i was like and they're like oh we're in green bay i said wait what the fuck is this and i walked in and they were setting up an arena and i go 
what room are we playing yeah and they were like no this is us like, and I was I was just not I was you, you're not listening to me. Yeah, you get ticket sales. Uh, every day I get ticket sales. Yeah. every other day I get ticket sales. And I just look at the percentages yeah. and then I highlight percentages that are low and I go, oh, I got to focus on uh, make some content for that. Like uh, the Mullet Arena. I just yeah. added a third show at the Mullet Arena. Yeah. Uh, in February, uh, February. Like, but that's how my brain works. Is I I watch that. Um, I watch those percentages. Yeah. So if you add a new show, I go immediately. I go boom. Greece. I don't have my ticket prices are low in Greece, and then I, I register it and I go all right. So I don't really t pay attention if it says ninety eight percent. I just go all right, done. You're off yeah. my books. And we were sold out in Green Bay, but I didn't pay attention. It was like, it was I think at the time it was like ten thousand, maybe maybe seven thousand. Crazy. Know, but, and I and I walked in and I went, what room are we in? And they're like, this is us. And I was like, wait, we're in our fucking arena. The same thing happened. That was a period of time. The same thing happened in Tallahassee. I was at the Donald L. Tucker Center, and I went, okay. And I was like, because sometimes in those in the civic centers, they'll have like a, an, a like Madison Square Garden has yeah. the garden, and then it also has a theater. Right, yeah, You right. can do the theater. It's yeah. 5,000 seats. It's a big fucking theater, yeah, but still. you can do both. And, uh, and I went to the Donald L. Tucker Center and walked in <laughs> and saw that I was playing, because I went to school in Tallahassee. I saw I was playing in the place I had saw green uh uh nirvana play jesus nirvana and smashing pumpkins and i went what in the same setup same end stage and i was like same what? in utero like stuff yeah. behind you and yeah, shit you're like can we get I the wish. baby <laughs> stomach out that's kind of weird i was so blown away that i was but that was a period of time where i wasn't paying attention to the venues and so which I was is like, kind of crazy in its own right to like be like yeah but you get because you kind of do like I mean, even if no matter where you are, like you, I mean, you're always like you always kind of have to obsess over growth and numbers to not be like, yeah. how are my uh, Tucker Center numbers doing? So it's very simple. It's very simple. I I mean, this is for anyone listening. I'm, I'm not saying it to you. I think you probably already know the majority of this, but th this is a very simple path of progression and stand up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first and foremost, twenty dollar tickets. If you can get to twenty dollars tickets and sell out a weekend, bro, you are top ten percent of comics that's ever fucking lived. Yeah, that's so difficult. Twenty dollars tickets sell out the weekend. You are in. Yeah, I mean, you're in a, a fucking list of comics that is that is uh, amazing. And by the way, this list is pretty broad. You're gonna get guys like Jay Medicine Hat and yeah. and uh, and, and you're like guys that you don't you, maybe you've never heard of that are like they're like like uh, the Raging Cajun. Yep. Um, but like. <laughs> And then and then you go to the next growth is thirty five dollar tickets, and if, if I'm telling you right now, if you can sell out thirty five dollar tickets on the weekend, thirty five is a different number than twenty. It really is. Yeah. For someone to look at it online, that is, you're, if you can sell out thirty five tickets, you're going to be a star. Yeah. If you can sell out thirty five dollar tickets, you are going. You're on a path. <laughs> and then and then the next one's theaters, and so this is why it never registered me. Theaters, is, theaters work with. If you do a theater tour and you're doing one show, you're not making tons of money. Yeah. I don't mean to shit on anyone and everyone's deals are different. I don't want anyone to hear this and go, hold on, Bert, I'm doing a theater tour. I'm only doing one show. It's a theater tour is a fucking yeah. Big. But what the difference in theater tours is if you do two shows, all the rent you've paid for the theater, all the because you have to rent the theater. The overhead the, on a theater. The overhead on the theater is through stupid. the roof. If you can do two shows in the theater, you are golden. You are you're making yeah. you're making as opposed to, and these are make-believe numbers. But you're making, as opposed to making twelve thousand dollars for the night, 
you're making $180,000. Like it's, that's, those are blown yeah. up in the way I need you to hear them. But yeah, <laughs> so, from my experience, real blown yeah, up. <laughs> yes. They're very blown up. They're very blown up. But, but, and then once, but still, that but no, is, but this yeah. is why I wasn't paying attention is because I saw one show nights as a failure. Oh, and that's I was actually like, great. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I would go and I, I mean, I remember doing another place I did, I did the Rocket Mortgage Center in uh, Cleveland and I, and I had one show and I was like, I didn't know that it was the, that I didn't, I just didn't know. And I was like, and the number. So the, here's the other tricky thing about uh, arenas is uh, you never really technically sold out because they can always keep pulling the curtains back. And yeah, so right. technically you're sold out once you're in the round. Right. So like, Jesus yeah. Christ. when that's like 22,000 tickets. It's like, who the fuck? Bill Burr makes those, <laughs> yeah, money, yeah. Uh, those tickets. Right. And so Bill Burr, Chappelle, Rogan, those yeah. are the fucking gangsters. Yeah. Guys like me and Segura, we're doing end stage. Yeah. A lot of comics. And there's nothing wrong with end stage. No. But um, but that means that they can keep adding tickets. So I remember doing the Rock and Mori Center and they kept the percentage kept dropping. You're like Sisyphus. And I was like, what the fuck? I was <laughs> like, like, son of a people bitch. People are canceling? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, is everyone returning their tickets? They're like, yeah, Bert, people aren't loving it. And so um, so we did the Rock and Mori Center and then I got in there and I went, and Holy then all fuck. the curtains were pulled back. Yeah. And I went, oh, that's why they're doing it. Same thing in Pittsburgh. But now I'm a little more, but I remember leaving there and going, I got fucked tonight. I got fucked. I got fucked. That I'm never doing another arena. This is stupid. Why? But it was a great show. It was a great show. It was a great show, but I just didn't know the money. I didn't know yeah. how the money worked out. So I was like, I only did one. Yeah. I'm going to get, I, I, and you got to pay for it. You got to pay for Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Fucking, I mean, that's so nuts much too. shit. You got to pay for so much shit. And so, and then I got the check and I went, oh, actually, that's not that bad. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's actually really good. I was like, oh, I'd rather do more of these. Yeah. And so I'm going to do, I'm doing that's only arenas next year. And then, uh, and then I got to reassess what I want to do. Cause I, cause arenas, I mean, arenas are so much fun. Have you ever done an arena? No. Oh, do you want to? Yeah. When? Where? Whenever. Do you want to do Green Bay? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Hey, uh, Halston, pull up my schedule. I'm in Green Bay. I'm in Green Bay. Uh, Probably February or March. I'm. I have some dates, but yeah. Yeah. Let's do. Oh, that would be fucking. That'd be great. We'll get Aaron Rodgers to come out. Oh, Oh, he won't be there then. Yeah. I'll need like my pants. When's Green Bay? It's the Bosch Center. TD Gardens. Just nuts. Emily, it's gonna be Rest Center. The Rest Center. February twenty fourth. Yeah, I'm in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I think, I, I think. Yeah, I think so. So wait. So it'll be. It'll be. <laughs> hold on. It'll be. We'll do Cedar Rapids, Green Bay, Minneapolis, and oh, then yeah. uh, and then Giant Grand Forks. Yes. Fuck. Do you want to do the run? Hold on. Hold on. Do you, how much? How how long can you take off the road? Because I can. You can. We can also still get you into Fargo, which is already sold out. And oh my God, you want to do two weeks? And do Canada? Oh my God, this is amazing. Uh, I think. Let me let, know what you can do. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let me text about it. I think so. I think I definitely do. Dude, it that'd those, be amazing. That and then all the Packers come out. Oh my! God. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. I'll fucking. I will throw you. Okay, so like the only other thing I'm <laughs> the, the thing I'm better at than stand up is wish fulfillment. Like uh, I love so like Shane Shane uh, Gillis. Yeah. One of my awesome. favorite human beings yeah. in the world. I wanted him to do fully loaded. Yeah. Uh, my fully loaded festival. And he was like, he was like, I'd do it. And he was like, I, I'll do it. You're going to go through uh, Notre Dame, through uh, South Bend. And yep. I said, I'll tell you what, if you sign up for this, I promise you, I'll hook you up in South Bend. And he goes, okay. 
and I threw the fucking kitchen sink at it. I did everything. We had a full fucking tour of the stadium, the field, the locker rooms, the, dude, everything. And so I promise you, uh, I promise I'm you, I did. We'll go you, for, for, I, first of all. We'll go. We'll go to Lambo. I we'll feel go. like you should come out of a lamp. Oh, it's gonna be fucking great. It's gonna be fucking great. <laughs> you're shirtless. You're granting wishes. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> the Boss genie. Center. Or is it, what's it called? The the Resh, Resh Center. Oh man, that's the first arena I ever did. Oh, it's, Jesus it's, and it's a great. Christ. It's kind of intimate. It's where the hockey team plays. It looks intimate. I mean, <laughs> you, you're you get skewed a tad bit. I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're like this is kind of like my jazz club. No, no, it is. It is the you know the best thing about these arenas is uh, we use they have facilities. Yeah. So you can use facilities. So I bring my trainer with us, uh, and we all work out. We do polar plunges. Oh, dude. We have, like it's like being like in a. In I'm a jealous of your polar plunge life too. Oh. Dude, that's the shit. I got my out back. I'll show you when we get done. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's dope. That's so a wait, great. So wait, so wait, put it in the universe. Where do you? What? What do you want? Like, what do you want? Do you want to do arenas? Would you like? Because Louis told me one time he was like, he was like, and I'm, I don't mean to put words in Louis's mouth, but uh, he was like, yeah, arenas are for you. He's like, they're not for yeah. your fans. He's like, your fans would rather see you in a theater. He's like, arenas are they? They they give you a one run of arenas. I think I mean honestly, like I do mean in the like in the way that like I almost could not process it. Like I would like to do that, but yeah. I but truly like I think for me like I'm at the point where like I just want to build out. I just want to grow. Like I feel like pull up your schedule. Pull up uh, Gareth's schedule right now. I well, it's not all up there, but yes. Um, do you have but, a, do you have a new tour supporting the hour? basically i mean basically i'm gonna go do some dates at the end of january then i have dates in march um but yeah i mean i really just want to do more podcasts the to promote first the thing special that, the first thing like that, that comes up is gareth reynolds mom i know why I, it's either gareth reynolds mom or gareth reynolds cat it's really like <laughs> shitty <laughs> because my mother's been a guest on the podcast a few times and people love her and my cat is almost more popular than I am. So it's been like pretty difficult. House of Comedy, I always wanted to perform there. That's great. I bet you could sell tickets there. I don't know. I mean, I, I, feel, I, was like, just I, feel, I feel like you might be able to do I was it. in Detroit this morning. Oh, for yeah, real? I yeah, I love Detroit. Hartford Funny Bone, I love that fucking place. Yeah, I love that place. West Nyack's got a great mall. Yeah. Summit yeah, it does. Brew Works in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Fort Wayne's got one of the best strip clubs. Uh, really? Christie's? No, not Christie's. <laughs> it's got one of the best strip clubs in the world. Yeah, uh, Helium, Indianapolis. You know you got to do. This is all March. Do? This is all March. You know what you got to do. You got to do a uh, Pat McAfee's podcast when you go there. Oh, dude, I love Pat McAfee. Is he not? He is the fucking best, dude. Uh, by the way, that is like him getting Rogers. That's that really is like one of those things where you're like, that's such a good because that did open people up to being like, oh, Pat McAfee is fucking awesome. Pat McAfee's. He really is great. He and but the thing I love about Pat McAfee is he's also a professional athlete. So yeah, like great so insight. Like, so there's great, so yeah, you get all the great insights, but you also get a, you know, one of the things that makes Rogan so special is he has competed at the highest level of physicality. Yeah. So there's a groundedness to those guys that you're never gonna get from me. Yeah. Like I talk shit out my ass. Yeah. And those guys do not talk shit. No. If they say it, they mean it. Yeah. Like I am not that guy. I am not that fucking guy. Yeah. 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 No, he's I fucking think I would love to do his podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'll hook up with McAfee. Dude, yeah, what, what, what podcast are you doing to support special? Uh, I mean, right now I got the Burt cast. That's my buddy Burt Kreischer. Oh, nice. Uh, he's, he's, I'm he's trying it. to do. I'm trying to do uh, 
the Samurai Mark Norman oh. one in New York. What are you, do I'm you doing? A- are you garbage? Oh, love it, love it, um, love it. KFC Radio. No. Oh, let me set you up right yeah, now. Yeah, be great. Yeah, let me set you up right now. No, that's really what I'm trying to do. Is like, cause like I'm happy with the special, but I also like. I, you know, I feel like the dollop fans like will go watch my special, but I'm just trying to get more people to go watch it, you know, um, like as many people as possible. And you can go, uh, you can go to my website, GarethReynolds.com. Uh, there's a link to go watch the special. People are curious. England weed and the rest. And um, when are you in uh, New York? I'm in New York, uh, end of January, basically. Like first week of February, end of January. So like my plan was in New York like February wait, 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 like when, when? February first like February seventh I was gonna yeah. spend in New York trying to do podcasts. I'm texting. You're the man. Do you get manicures? Uh, no, I don't. You got good nails. Thank you. you got good nips and nails. Uh, you know, there's a new special title for you. Maybe and nips and nails. <laughs> Work with me, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted. I came up with the title. I'm right now. My main thing is because like. People always go, what do you want to call your next special? And then I'm always like, oh, I, I got to think about a ton of names then. So today, the other day, I was like, I'm just going to start looking for names for specials and everything as I move through the earth. Do you not have the one, the name for the last one you did? No, I do. I do. You do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. But I had it before. I had it before. So I named this one off of Secret Time. I say Secret Time so much. Secret Time, you, well, that's actually what's, that, I mean, but that special, you kind of had to call Hang on one second, time. hang on one second, one second. In New York, promoting his special in February. Early February. You have to have him on. First He's fucking week. hysterical. Okay. I just, I just texted. Cool. Um, uh, see, I said secret time so much in private. Yeah. That I would say, and I, and it, that right. I was like, I was like, oh, and I, and I was doing it on stage. I was doing it on stage. I still do it. Where I like, I was like, I tell secrets about Tom all the time. Where I go, secret time? Secret Tom. Yeah. Secret, <laughs> secret Tom. <laughs> the other day, I saw one. Uh, and I miss I misread things. I don't. I'm dyslexic, so I misread things all the time. Uh huh. Blood, sweat, and beers. That's, that's pretty a, good. That's a good too. one, right? That's a good that's one. That's a really yeah, good one. You can leave that in. That's a really blood, good sweat, one. Blood, sweat, and beers. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Shit so and wait, giggles. You'll, shits you'll and have giggles. that before, like before you go out. Yeah. Yeah, because like secret time, like you say secret time so much in it, so it's like yeah. such an applicable one. But that's yeah. kind of interesting because like for me. I just felt like for this one, I was like, well, it's about three things, really. I loved it. Well, I which is it. kind of what well, I was I loved basically. It because, I, because I kind of, once you moved, I was like, okay, all right, yeah. yeah. Which is really like, I was, my first plan was to like release it in three chunks. And I was going to do one on England, one on weed, one on the rest, and do three 20 minute specials. Yeah. But then it was just like, I don't know, I just felt like doing a regular one. But then it is, it's really like segmented, which did kind of help me in a way to be like, just write 20 minutes for each block yeah. of shit. No, it's, it's, I, I, dude, I think it's, I love it, and I I love. I mean, obviously, I think I think a little too inside baseball sometimes. Yeah, but I love that you have weed in the title. Because, yeah, because I think that's something that everyone I don't smoke weed with. anymore though. No, not at all. No, no, that's one of the weird things. Like, I had but, but all this material a, that's a, about. It's very clickable. Yeah, yeah, no, I really. But like I, if Andrew Schultz is here, he'd be like, "You got to do Andrew Schultz's podcast." Yeah, I've been trying to do Andrew Flager Schultz. Too. Is yeah, the yeah, fucking. Yeah, I know. I've known Akash forever. Dude, he's the best. I've known guy. both those dudes. For fucking ever and yeah. both the best dudes. He is the Akash sweetest. has been my boy. Akash for like is great. Ever. Akash, I had the hardest laugh I've ever had with Akash that I had to edit out of a podcast. Really? Yeah. His laugh is like he You're like, are you gonna piss? What's going on right he now? He said to me, he goes, You cannot edit this out. And I was like, I have to. It's so obnoxious. <laughs> Do you remember that, Halston? 
I found out Don Lemon made $4 million a year. How much? $4 million. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, from our, from our... <laughs> I mean, that even, I don't make that, but that's very funny to me still. It's that like, doesn't seem like it's it should that, be more. It's like a fucking, oh, that's amazing. I thought it was going to be like 20, 30 million. I thought you said 40, and I was going to be like, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, four million. And like, he's, doing, he's doing the road. <laughs> he, can't, he can't do commercials. Nothing. Like, we laughed so hard. And Akash was like, his eyes were lit up. He was like, he was like, he's like, he goes, that's a lot of money though, right? And I was like, no, no. He works every fucking day. He's now gotta, he's up at like five. Yeah. And he's got to pay for his car note. Right? Yeah. Like he, he can't get like radio guys. If you were radio guys, yeah, make four yeah. million. You're getting making four million with so much passive income. My buddies, yeah, right. I won't say right. their names, but Cowhead, yeah, he yeah. makes over that, and he gets a free car. He gets a free like he gets his like he gets all this passive income, yeah, because you do reads for like yeah, right, things. yep. I laughed so hard, yeah, and we had to edit <laughs> yeah. it out because I could not. <laughs> it's too unrelatable. It was, was it's unrelatable because but because but you know like yeah, I know I know how hard it is to make. Four million dollars, right? Yeah. But also, I also, and this is the, I mean, this is where I think you'd get it, is like with Patreon and with, with, uh, with podcasting and with ad reads. Yeah. It, I'm not saying four million is a lot to make as a podcaster. Yeah. It's a lot to make. But when you start looking at people like you know, like Tim Dillon is making, yeah, probably well over that. Yeah. And Tim Dillon works one hour a week. Yeah. No, and and he the rest of the time he spends at the polo lounge, eating <laughs> steaks and lobsters, and you're and you're just getting like, gout, yeah, 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 and you just are like, wow, like he really like it's 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 antiquated, and this is what I find so funny about this is that Don Lemon is someone that we all know his name, yeah, and, we, and I mean I know that I can't say this out loud, so a lot of people are gonna roll their eyes, but why? We talked about it on Flagrant. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we talked about the flagrant. But what the, but the thing is, like, Don Lemon could start his own shingle. He yeah. could set, set up his own thing, do yeah. his own podcast, do his own m- news. Yeah, do his he own media his, thing. And you cut out all these middlemen, and you have a lot of money. I remember, this will this will put perspective on it. I remember when, during the pandemic, Travel Channel reached out to me, and they wanted me and Tom to do a show for them that, that, we, that we, we produced and we made. Uh-huh. And the money... And I, I'm not shitting on, like, I still work for a lot of these corporations and a lot of these companies, but the money was so off on what we made in podcasting yeah. that I didn't, I was like, I didn't know even know how to respond. Yeah. That I was like, hey, just give you a heads up. Like, you just write back your phone. We do that. We do whatever you're, you want us to do for an hour. We do that in a minute. Yeah. Like, for one minute. That's our one minute read. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, so, and so things have changed so much. You, you guys should reach out to Don Lemon. He's like I, I hungry up, for work. If, Tom, if Don Lemon wants, I will set him up. Oh. Pro- this is what I'll do. Don, if you're listening, <laughs> in a heartbeat, in a fuck. But you got to be d- drunk Don Lemon. Yeah. Drunk Don Lemon is my favorite. Yeah. New Year's Lemon Eve. drops. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we call it. And it's drunk Don Lemon. <laughs> a bar. Because... On New Year's, he does get drunk. That's why a lot. So that's yeah, the only reason, and that totally the, that would be the fucking Don Lemon. Great. The Don Lemon, loose Don Lemon, loose Don Lemon yeah. is a fun fucking guy. Yeah. I also like an insightful, smart guy. Totally. I look, I'm I'm best friends with Rogan. I didn't like when he kind of fudged the news a little bit to attack Rogan. I love Rogan. He's my yeah, guy. Yeah. But I will Don Lemon. I yeah. will sign you. 
I will sign you to a four million dollar a year contract. <laughs> this this would be the greatest thing uh, if you fucking take Don Lemon away I could from make CNN. So much money from and Don then Lemon. you. By the way, if you put this in front of him, like Don, look, I know you like getting up at four thirty in the morning. But how about if we just party at night? You do lemon drops with me producing. You make the same money, and it's just you getting hammered on different. I'll go into my pocket. I'll go into. My, I obviously have to go into my pocket yeah. for the first year. Yeah, I will give you four million dollars a year. Don Lemon, I'm looking at the camera. I'll give you four million dollars a year. <laughs> this will. This if we can make lemon drops. This is great. And and what it is, is I'll, I'll, look. I'll build you a studio in Atlanta. <laughs> whatever you want, Don. Whatever the fuck. I'm not pitching world, any money, but Don, whatever you want. The world is your oyster. You're gonna have guests on, and we're getting wasted with you. Yeah. Lemon drops <laughs> is. Do you, you realize how many people listening right now go? I'd actually fucking watch. I that. would totally. I by would. The way, by the way, and let Don Lemon be the guy he is. He's that's a, what he's I was a, just about to say. He's a, a gay African American. I want all of Don Lemon. And I don't I want, want any no corporate script. Yeah, no, no teleprompter shit. Not to sound yeah. like Trump, but no teleprompter. Just Don Lemon. I fucking see. That's the Let's guy. Go. That's the guy I root for. Yeah, like that's the guy yeah, I root for. Totally. I think sometimes with corporations, they take your diversity and they use it on their behalf. Totally. Not realizing that we celebrate, and I know this is coming out hokey, but we celebrate your diversity. For real, authentically, authentically. Yeah. Like I like when Don Lemon gets hammered at New Year's Eve. The best, and kind of like, and like the producer's yeah. like, right, cut away, cut away, cut yeah, away. I, I, don't, love that. I don't know what Don's doing. I Relax, love that. Don. Yeah, I that's agree. the guy. I don't want who you had to be in high school. I want who well, you were your first freshman year of college. They are fucking actors. I mean, that really like he gets paid pretty well to be an actor who reads lines in front four of him. Million four, dollars a year. Million. I'll give you four point one, just so I can outbid. <laughs> And by the way, free booze. We're talking free booze. We're talking free food. Oh, and, what's, the, and, wait, what's the best? Where, where's where's the best location? Where do we move? I want to move him to New Orleans. I was gonna say New Orleans. New Orleans. We put him. I in, think in we like, start him in New Orleans, right on Bourbon Street. Yeah, big, beautiful, beautiful, uh, like old schoolhouse. I got another part. If he gains twenty pounds, he gets an extra million. Because I, I think that's going to be easy. I love it. I want to see a little, I want to see a bigger lemon. <laughs> Give me a little, like, wider. It's an open offer, and I'm not fucking around yeah. Don Lemon. Listen, I am start, I'm starting, I have a wife who's a mogul, and I'm starting a media company. So I am full-blown. Join BNN. By the way, I'm not even fucking around. I will. Let's go. I will fly to Atlanta and do a something's burning with me, you, and Don Lemon oh in God. a heartbeat. Jesus Christ, Bert! I love. By the way, I here's the thing: it. is that like I, when, I would love it. I fucking when he gets drunk on New Year's, it's my favorite thing in the world. Well, because first of all, because he seems like a fun drunk. He does. But second, because it's like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hot. Like you are like, oh, this dude is like legit okay. Here's what I love about Don Lemon. Okay, and I know that I understand that. I have a lot of fans that are ride or dies for R Rogan and they hate Don Lemon. Yeah. But you need to understand, you can like both things. Yeah. Don Lemon. I hate the, what Don Lemon does. No. Here's, but can I, I like. Can I, can I just pitch yeah. you what I love yes. about him? Is, so me and you go to Key West with Don Lemon, right? It's really good so far. I'm loving this. I'm loving Key this. Lemon Pie. Start off getting scooters, right? Don Lemon's in a tank top. And he's and we're, we're driving around. We get a few drinks. We bail on the scooters. We get fucking hammered. Don Lemon goes on a tear and he like takes us to some of the funnest underground clubs we don't even know about. We have a yes. blast. He gets out of control. We have to pull him out of a bar. He starts a fight with the bartender. Yeah. And then 
would pull them out of the bar. The best part of Don Lemon, this is why I'm offering you $4.1 million, is the next morning when we wake up, he's up with a cup of coffee and he's got bagels for us and he's reading the paper and he goes, do you hear what's happening in Ukraine? (laughs) And and he's smart as fuck. He's like Dave. He's like Dave. Yeah, right. He really is like Dave. He's smart as fuck, but he knows how to party. Yeah. And like, who doesn't want that as a best friend? I agree. The guy that goes, a guy that like, can explain for me and you a guy yeah. that can explain uh what's going on let me tell you what's what, unfiltered too yeah just us no prompter, no prompter just don lemon going like i think there's a little bullshit yeah i don't i think i, I think like there's Putin. two joe bidens i'll be like don <laughs> let's fuck yeah this is and that's the don lemon people want i'm yeah. being dead serious totally that he would revolutionize that, media that, the problem is okay you ready for this yeah i'm gonna get really into the weeds here we go what's what's not kelly clarkson what's the lady who kelly Kelly, 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 Kelly. Kelly Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly. Yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan. I think she's so fucking hot. She's very attractive. She's so fucking very hot. attractive. So fucking hot. But the problem is, Melly Kelly, Megan Kelly doesn't wear two hats. Yeah, right. You yeah, get right. her drunk, she stays in Megan Kelly. Right. Right? Like yeah. Don Lemon wears two hats, and you can tell he's wearing two hats. Yeah. And that's what I like about him. I, I like the idea that we're somewhere and you're telling him to put a shirt on. Yeah. I like the thing. She'd be like, Don, come on, get that shirt on. Don, what Don, the fuck? Well, are you yours doing? is off. Yeah. Don, Don, <laughs> Don have some chill the fuck Don. out. Don. He's a cool dude, bro. Hey, we're shooting lemon drops. Everybody relax. Lemon drops is a fucking brilliant idea. Dude, that would be, I hope this can happen. If I, whatever I can if do I to saw, get involved. If, okay. I'm serious. I'm being dead serious. I'm, I'm going to lean on around. you. If Don Lemon reaches out, and by the way. <laughs> if I'm, you get I, a DM from Don Lemon, like, Bert, are you. I'm, I'm going to call. I'm gonna, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to say to Liam, I'm going I'm to need to sell one of the houses. Mm-hmm. We'll She's going to be like, were you drinking wine during the podcast? I, fuck yeah, She'll I was. Be like, yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, listen, I'm stealing Don Lemon from CNN. First thing we do, first thing we do to promote Lemon Drops, go on Rogan. Oh my God! Me and Don Lemon uh, and Rogan, and we get a drunk. Don Lemon Rogan, and you watch Don Lemon turn a little sour as he drinks, and as he's, he's like, <laughs> "Yeah," and he's like, "I knew I was lying." <laughs> as he like, as, as he like says, "It's yeah, right, exactly, yeah." He's like, "It's canoeing a little." Honestly, Joe, they were just telling me to say that. I just want to make sure it was canoeing a little. Yeah, and then Joe's <laughs> like, "You know, Joe would love Don." Oh Lemon. my God, he would love Don. Five Lemon. hour episode. Five hour episode. I wouldn't be shocked if we all took ivermectin on the podcast. Oh my God, <laughs> we're just gonna smoke DMT and take ivermectin. <laughs> Rogan's like, "This DMT's got ivermectin," and it's like, "I'll do whatever." The f- I'm not sure what's going on. Fuck CNN. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don Lemon's dropping end bombs. Edit that out? <laughs> no, no, that's the show, baby. Yeah. Oh, that would be fucking epic. And that's the thing with, but I, you know, it's like, look, I get it. You know, if you don't, if you've never made money dancing, then you, it's scary to get on the dance floor, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, like, right. And if, and if you made money behind the DJ booth, then you stay behind the DJ booth. And I get it. But we make money dancing. Like being a little foolish, being a little fun, yeah. being out there and saying regrettable things and yep. often. Yep. Have you ever said anything on the, on the, d- hey, I think one of my dogs is trying to break a window. <laughs> Have you, are you cool with dogs? Yeah, super okay. cool with dogs. Grunt Style is an American veteran owned and operated company that prides itself in patriotic spirit with the motto, pride in self, military and country i love these guys they sent me some of the coolest stuff not just their gear but they've got a lot of other stuff too that i that i'm in love with 
With more than 200 veterans on staff, Grunt Style has taken the American fighting spirit and instilled it in everything they do. Grunt Style makes high-quality clothing with patriotic themes that wave the American flag with pride. To Grunt Style, what you wear is more than just a necessity. It's about attitude. They've taken the American fighting spirit and instilled it in everything they do. You don't have to be a veteran to wear Grunt Style, but you do have to love freedom, bacon, and whiskey, and I love all three of those. If they... (laughs) They put Kool-Aid in there? I mean, come on, it's my brand. Grunt Style had humble beginnings, starting off as a t-shirt company out of the back of their founder's car at Fort Benning. They have since grown to employing almost 400 Americans and producing apparel for workout, everyday wear, fishing, hunting, and more. Grunt Style club members get free shipping, special discounts, and contests, and exclusive tea each month. Grunt Style Foundation partners with organizations that provide mental health support, PTSD, depression, anxiety, combat stress, and transition to civilian life. The Grunt Style Foundation is active in programs to help with food insecurity and homelessness for veterans and their families. BurtCast listeners get 15% off any order from now through December 31st. Go to GruntStyle.com and use code BurtCast15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. That's GruntStyle.com and the code BurtCast15. Fellows, do you sometimes lack confidence in the bedroom? We've all had those nights where we get too nervous or maybe we've had too much to drink. There's nothing worse than not being able to put the stick shift into drive when you need to go to Flavortown. But have no fear. RexMD is here spreading cheer even when you've had few too many beers. RexMD is FDA approved and the most trusted leader in men's telehealth. They have sponsored this episode to help you always be prepared. RexMD has made it simple, easy, and cost-effective to help all the men out there last longer and feel more confident in the bedroom. RexMD makes getting generic and branded Viagra or Cialis easy. Everything's online, even the prescriptions, and they deliver it discreetly to your door. No waiting rooms, no embarrassing trips to the doctor, no insurance, and no co-pays. Take advantage of their best deal they've ever offered. And save up to 90% off and only pay $2 per dosage with our exclusive link. Go to rexmd.com slash Bert for this limited time deal. RexMD has made the whole process so simple. There's no need to jump through a bunch of hoops to get set up with an embarrassing doctor appointment just to get your medication. With just a few clicks of a button, you can talk to a medical professional, create a personalized plan, and get the product discreetly shipped straight to your door within two days. RexMD doesn't. Just have ED medication. Other medications help sexual health, hair growth, pain relief, and sleep aid. They're also here to make sure you save big. Did you know Viagra can cost around $90 a pill? What? But RexMD has made generic Viagra that's just as effective for as low as $2 a pill. Unlike other brands, RexMD is FDA approved, clinically tested, and and a U.S. licensed pharmacy. You'll be getting FDA-approved ED treatments at 90% cheaper rates than the doctors. Yes, 90% cheaper. It's fast, it's simple, and it's cheap. And you can access your U.S.-licensed RexMD physician anytime you need afterwards. RexMD has already helped over 300,000 guys gain confidence and quickly and conveniently. And they're here to help you. Act now to take advantage of their best deal yet by heading to rexmd.com slash BERT. Our exclusive deal will save you up to 90% off where you'll only pay $2 per dosage. 
Starter packs of generic Viagra or Cialis are now available for our listeners to get started. That's rexmd.com slash Burt for up to 90% off. Give the gift of pleasure this holiday season with RexMD. But you know what I mean? Like, have you ever said anything on the top where you're like, ah, we should probably take that out? I mean, very rarely. Yeah. Very, but... Part of the thing with the dollop is that, like, you are sometimes, like, in really sensitive, like, si- like situations. See, that's, I think I've said stuff on the dollop where I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm You've said that. shit on the dollop that people are like, uh, uh, 100% honey-making situation always gets quoted. <laughs> I don't even remember what the fuck it's in reference to. But it was like someone, like, some person on the show, like, someone in the show said, like, it was a honey-making situation. And you were like, I'm 100%. I'm 100% a honey-making situation. Something like that. I don't know. That, that happens to me where people are like, will you do your impression of a womb again? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? I don't remember. Yeah. But there, there's that one. And then there's a couple others. Oh, because we did the one um, where it was the Native American who cries is like an Italian actor. Oh, I was obsessed with that. Yeah. So that- The dog's okay? Okay. That, that was like one of them. But like, I've definitely said stuff where I've been like, I might get some shit. And we've gotten shit. We did this one episode on this dude who invented a... This is like... I'm going to give you like the Cliff Notes version. But this dude invented a briefcase that could suck your dick. And... Um, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> uh, I'm already interested. You've got me <laughs> on board. More carry on, Mr. Kreischer. Uh, so this dude basically... You're going to need to put that in the overhead. Just one more minute. <laughs> yeah. Please. No, it won't be going anywhere. It's attached. Trust me. This thing's fully sucked onto an apparatus. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but this dude came up with it. He was obsessed with like coming up with a thing that would suck his dick like a machine. This is like in the 80s or something. Really? This is, yeah, way before like we. Way could, before the, the way good before stuff we have. Flash, I, have I have a couple of those. Way before the beautiful flashlight. I have so era. many that I wrote a joke about AIs taking over with orgasms first. AIs have figured out orgasms way before us. Or if they decide they want to start making little Chrysler's, they're gonna. They're like the flashlights are like we have eggs in us. You'll be like, that's not great. That's not good news at all. There's 19 little Chrysler's running around. Oh, AIs have been collecting my eggs for a while, dude. I have this thing. I <laughs> This is quite a reveal. I'm fucking hammered. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, pull up. Why do you have? Um, <laughs> well, I, th- I love is that. that Don like, yes, Don. That's Don drunk. You know what, dude? You know what we'll call ourselves when we roll around town? What? The Dontourage. <laughs> we could fucking blow him. Lemon up. drops, a pro. He would change media. He would change the landscape it, of media. It would actually also, if it created the off ramp for these people to stop just doing this bullshit. Yeah. Uh, be On great. both sides. I, I need both to be sides. fair. Like, I can't. For like, sure. I hate my, my fucking thing I hate is when I read an article. And it's like, and clearly they clickbait the fucking outrage side of me. Yeah. And then I start reading and I go, God damn it. Who fucking wrote this? Yeah. And then you're like halfway through and you're like, I can't believe anything you guys fucking say. No. Like, just give me the fuck. I just want the facts. I want the legit facts. Also, what's like valuable? Yeah. (laughs) Not like the same. Like when the queen died was a really good example of like, you guys don't have anything to say. No. And why the fuck are we all talking about a dead old lady who had a crown? How did your parents? How did your parents? My do? mother fucking did not take it great. <laughs> <laughs> my mother, my mother and I, like, 
There are certain things we don't talk about, and the queen's passing was one of them. Because I just, I was like, she was like a racist old lady. And my mom goes, well, to me, she was a good queen. And I was like, what did she do? And she goes, we won't talk about it. I was like, one thing she did. She's like, we won't talk about it. We won't talk about it. It was the same in my house. And I'm like, but I was your mom. Oh, no. I swear to God. I swear to God. I go, I said, I go, hold on, hold on. She was our queen. And she, then Georgia goes, Georgia goes, she's not our fucking queen. And I go, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. I go, because I watched, I watched, I watched The Crown, right? Yeah. Okay. And so, and there so I, you've, I fell in love with her. Yeah. Because I like the actress that played her. Yeah. And I, I fell in love with her and her sister because they it felt for me that um, history got thrown onto them. Yeah. That they didn't want that. And then they got it. And then it and you know, they did a good job. Obviously, I now I, I'm reading that like the, the crown is completely fictionalized. Yeah. Like they're like, this none of this is gonna happen. Yeah. But they made her a very empathetic character where you were like, we were like, fuck, man. Like, she didn't want to marry a Nazi. Like she was she was well, her cousin also. Yeah, her cousin was yeah. a Nazi. I mean, like, by the way, talk about way, two red flags. You want to, I mean, I feel bad for by the way, that I watched um in the crown, I ended up loving the fucking Prince Philip. Oh man, I loved him. Oh, I loved, I loved him. Oh man, I loved him, and oh, I was man. like, "This is my guy, my it's man, me, my man." Name and one then... difference between me and this guy. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> it, it, when he did, you ever see like he would go into indigenous cultures and just fuck everyone? Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he's was, a, yeah. he was a savage. He yeah. was a, and but then he then he was on Ga uh, Game of Thrones, House of Dragons. Oh, same really? actor, and oh, I was like, "You're like, oh, it's the actor I like." <laughs> You're like, "Oh my god, yeah, I've aired like. greatly because yeah. he's fucking his cousin in <laughs> King of Dragons," and I'm like, "What is well, up? This well, guy, well. this guy gets a pass with me." <laughs> the fucking, I uh, there's that that life he lived as Prince Philip was a prince. Yeah, yeah, he could do whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah, he no one, no rules. Oh wait, the one who went to Epstein's island? No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm Philip, thinking, Philip. I'm thinking, yeah, Philip is. Wait, who did? Andrew's the uh, Epstein Island. Phillips, yeah, 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 Phillips yeah. the. I saw Epps. I saw Prince Andrew. I, is he in that too? He was good. I don't friends? know. I've never I seen know. it. I don't really understand. Like I don't. But I don't, that's why you like the Queen. The Crown. The made Crown the made queen. me love the Queen. And yeah. then I was in the day she died. I was at uh, Queen Elizabeth Theater in Vancouver. Oh. And I was like, I was like, hey, let's take a moment of silence for the Queen. And then it fucking they were turned into like, a shit show. They were like, she's a colonizer. Like, all right, everybody, relax, relax. This I was like, I was like, you think she wants She's our queen. Yeah, she's our queen. She's our queen. She uh Well, you know the thing here's the most relatable thing about the queen. She loved to fucking drink. She liked she every day drank like a bottle of champagne and like had a gin martini at lunch. And she's like 90, whatever. Oh, my uh, well, her sister would wake up with uh with a with a gin and tonic every morning. Pretty good. That just shows you these people do nothing. Yeah, it's it, it's amazing to me. You know the the one that really was a game changer for me, and I um, Bill and I used to do a podcast. Yeah, and it's where I found out mostly about this guy was uh, uh, Winston Churchill. Oh, dude, love to drink. Pull up. That guy was bacon and gin. I might have a cigar tonight. Oh, I'm there we fucking. Go. I'm fucking. I might turn one on tonight. There we go. I mean, I have more wine. If you want to, yeah, if you hey, want to, no pressure. Pete. See right? Look at her. Yeah, just partying, dude. 
Pull up Winston Churchill. But this Churchill's. is what you do. This, by the way, this is the buddy? life we're offering Don Lemon. You Don, are, but I'm like yeah. sidecarring. Pete, did you hear my Don Lemon pitch? No. $4 million a year. We do a podcast once a week, once a week in New Orleans called Lemon Drops. Go to we're a bar. Don, we go to a, we, Don Lemon, whatever guest he wants. He can get some good guests. Yeah. We get fucking hammered. He cuts loose. We do like a two-hour podcast once a week, once a week. Lives in New Orleans. Rest of his time with $4 million. He can fuck it away. I don't give a shit. He can have a. He fucking, could still like via satellite. He can do whatever the CNN. fuck he wants. Uh, <laughs> just you, with Wade. You let whatever dog it's Izzy is fucking losing her fucking mind in there. No, just four, just go this way. Just go this way. Queen, no one gives a fuck. Queen Elizabeth II sinks four cocktails a day. New facts reveal. I I mean, it's great. That's old too. That's old school, dude. Pull up Winston Churchill. He Winston was Churchill. Nuts. So I do. I celebrate Winston Churchill Day. Uh, on the day he died. Wow. Um, and I think this year I will be in. I might be in. What do you do? So I wake up with a Winston Churchill breakfast. So like so bacon. My eggs. wife. My wife did this, and it was the coolest fucking thing. It's the whole thing behind why the Hitler's teacup. So you saw the Hitler's teacup thing? No. Oh, never mind. Wait, what? Uh, for my birthday, Tom. Oh, I do know that. Yes, I. Yeah, yes, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I didn't pick that up. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Tom bought me with. Yeah, that didn't go great. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> I have to destroy it. I have to destroy it. I can't. I got a present. I just have to destroy for twenty thousand dollars. Oh my god. So so, Winston <laughs> Churchill. So I thought it was Winston Churchill's teacup when he bought it for me. I went, oh my god. <sighs> He is such a fucking. He's a hero. I'm like, because I'm, I've had people give me stuff from Winston Churchill. Yeah. Like, uh, like, so like, this is his favorite cigar. Did right. you have it? Uh, this, right there. Yeah. That's his favorite rye, right there. Right. Behind that one. Yeah. Right. So they gave me this bottle, and like, so I get it, and I get excited, and uh, I thought it was Winston Churchill's teacup. It was so Hitler's. Like, I love it. It was the funniest. It was the funniest switcheroo you could ever oh, do because I had it in my hand. Yeah. And, and he's like, like, he's like, there's 98 percent chance. That the Fuhrer drank it. You're like, hey, like, man, it's a bad man. So Winston Churchill, I woke up. My wife woke me up, uh-huh. and she made me his breakfast: two eggs, yep. sunny side up, yeah, uh, bacon, yeah, uh, uh, toast, cigar, jam, a cigar, yeah, and a and a and a scotch. Jesus Christ! And so that's how I started my day. That's great. And then at lunch, I had champagne. Yep. They love champagne. Yeah. I think it. I think they feel like they're getting hydrated. I don't know what it is. And so I think it is like it is. That was my breakfast. Oh my god! Look, it was scrambled eggs. She doesn't know how to make eggs over easy. (laughs) But she bought all this stuff. So she bought. Do you see all the? um, Yeah, you've got the little like like the toast holder. It's like great room service, basically. Yeah, she bought all. Oh wow! Yeah. And then that was my scotch, my coffee. And by the way, I got to tell you, it was Scotch one of my... Scotch and coffee is a pretty good idea. One of my best mornings I've ever had of, of my life. Um, Look at... I think it shows. It was so fucking great. You didn't even need legs on that tray. It would have elevated just through the enjoyment. So I sat there, um, and I, I started my cigar. I, started, I had my coffee. I let my, with my, my Scotch kind of sit for a uh-huh. little bit. I ate with my coffee. Um, I... 
9 a.m. first whiskey. I, but the best part so far is optional walk around the neighborhood. I love first guys. whiskey, then a cigar and another whiskey. And then it's like, if he can walk, we'll take a walk. Can I tell you, my my goal is to get one of these schedules out for me. What I'd like to do what is. What is it? I'd like to retire at, at some point. I'd like to retire young. Yeah. I would like to Jim Brown it, you know, where yeah. like. Where everyone's still like, on top yeah where everyone's like well i'm on top of you know people are like wow he was like he he just stopped doing specials and then he and then he moved out to malibu did you ever hear how his mornings would start and you're like what that's why and, he called that cop sugar tits yeah. that makes sense him and don lemon moved in together. <laughs> you know him and don lemon have a treehouse together <laughs> if don, we could get don lemon to get one of these Ooh. but but like this is first whiskey at 9 a.m he'd take big long baths yeah ba- baths i've I've started I during the uh, 2020. It. Yeah, I really became Churchillian where I was like, I'm gonna have baths and martinis pretty often. Martinis are so fucking good. So good. Martinis, martinis reset the table. For yeah. You. Like as you as your day is moving forward, one martini just yeah. It's all of a sudden we started brand new. We got a brand new buzz. Yeah. And we're off. Yeah. No, the, it really can be like a charge point. A shot of cognac. I had cognac uh with the Russian mafia and uh well with one of the gangsters at a at uh the Bolshoi Bolshoi uh what's it? Uh Bolshoi about ballet, is it? I don't know. Uh the it's it's called the Bolshoi something, but it's because it's called it's called the big ballet. It's uh-huh. like the Bolshoi ballet, I think it's called. And I never had cognac and I almost threw it up in my pocket. Really? Yeah. Is it that it's, I hate it. Throwing I hate up it. in your pocket is a great move. Oh, you haven't seen my trailer? I have seen your trailer. Yeah, I threw up in my pocket. Oh, wait. Was, oh, that's the machine. That's based off yeah. the time I almost threw up in my pocket. And you did almost I, throw I, I up threw in my pocket. hand. I almost threw up in my hand. And then you were going to put it like, in your pocket. I was like, I don't pocket. know where to put it. Put yeah. it in my pocket. That preview. Oh, thank is, you. Thank you. Right? Thank you. Thank you. It's, I'm so, I think you're sitting on a fucking beast. I hope. I hope. I hope. I, we just saw the. We all saw the, tra- the trailer. The actual trailer. I would argue. The trailer's better than the teaser. I the really so good. I'm like, I don't know. I watched it and I was like, God. Because by the way, and this is not uh I to further blow you. Good act. I mean, if you're playing yourself, which yeah. is probably helpful. Well, it's the only thing I can do. Well, but still, like, it's like it's good shit. It's like Amy Schumer plays herself and everything yeah. she does. But like, I think every comic should play themselves. But you also went through how much of it is total like how much of it would you say is like scripted out a little bit versus like oh, uh, how much of it kind of, like because it's obviously going to be like a movie version so it's it's not fair it's a Pete, you can bring that wine in whenever you want buddy <laughs> uh, Ooh, josh i like josh i like josh too thanks pete pete do you want a glass thank you pete uh, there we go i love this kid there we go he's so here's I'm, I'm, I'm this is uh i i know nothing about acting i really honestly know nothing about. did you take any classes to no, do it nothing um, never taken a class, never taken. I, I took classes back in the day. I'm so sorry. I took classes back in the Thank day. Um, but they, I found them useless. Uh, here's the thing I will say is that cheers. 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 Congrats on the special. Buddy. Oh, dude. Thank Congrats you. Congrats on Appreciate the special. It. Yeah. Ooh. I like this wine better. I do too. Um, so I read because I was in, I was working hand in hand with, uh, the guys, writing the script yeah and I, i'm not and i was I scotty one of them yeah yeah yeah, 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 I, yeah. Know scotty, yeah. I, I wasn't writing it he wrote it yeah. he wrote that script and i and there obviously there's parts i rewrote and yeah I, I punched up for to make my voice better but like 
we worked on it for so long, me, Pete, and him, Peter and him, that um, a different Peter, Peter Tensio, that um, I had read it like oh, I, I would. I was guessing when I go into a scene, I'd read it maybe a thousand times. Wow! So I didn't have a problem. Yeah, I, I had a very easy time with the lines because I'd read it so much. So my only thing to anyone that's going to act in anything is maybe read your sides a thousand times because yeah. it was I. And even when they chase, also have a weird thing. Some dyslexic. I have an easier time memorizing stuff. Yeah, but my memorizing. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty good at memorizing stuff, but in like stand up, I need to know where I'm going to be when I'm going to say it. Right. So once I we blocked out a scene, I would memorize it instantly. You mean physically? Yeah. Uh, with stand up. Yeah. Interesting. Stand up. I didn't realize John Heffern one time told me this. He said that. And I don't want to put words in John's mouth if if he disagrees with what I'm saying. I, I obviously I. And my memory is shit. But he was saying that he would use intention to remember that his, I kind of get right. Like, yeah, like he'd. But I and I noticed I do that anyway. Like I did, like uh, in the new special. There's a part where I say she had a seizure, and I and I I noticed that I always look the same way when I do it mm -hmm. because it got laughed that way and so yep. I stick that way. Yep. And I found that with acting, once we blocked it, like stand up, it made it very easy to memorize. Right. Yeah. Mark Hamill actually told me he goes, "You have." We were uh, talking something out, and he and I said, "Well, we'll just change it." And he goes, "No, we're not going to just change it. I've been working on it all night." Wow! And I was like, "Well, yeah, but just can we we just move it around, right?" And he goes, "Hold on." He goes, "I'm being uh, I don't know the right way to say this, but he goes, you have a bizarre way of memorizing things that not everyone has.'" So he goes, "So don't we're not all like you. Like I could memorize things. I can memorize things so easily right. with talking." I also, by the way, we'd go into a shoot a scene and I'd have a Serbian woman because I couldn't see was my uh I didn't have glasses. I cancer. Yeah, I cancer. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have her read my my scene. Uh-huh. So she would come in and she would read the scene with the actors and I'd stand next to her. Right. And I'd hear what she read. And that's how I'd hear my lines. Huh. And then I'd go, okay. And then we'd block it with her saying the lines. That's interesting. She would like, hello, I am the machine everybody out of my way now <laughs> she was adorable she was the coolest fucking chick how long were you shooting three months wow yeah. where in serbia in serbia yeah. wow yeah crazy did you do shows there uh i wanted to do one and then it didn't happen because of uh covid protocol all oh, right yeah fucking yeah oh the old big pharma <laughs> <laughs> don lemon don lemon <laughs> son of a bitch the uh the uh <laughs> If you could make one movie, if you could, I'll, I'll tell you what better yet. If you could remake one oh, movie, fuck. what movie would you remake? And and think out of the box. Give okay. me the obvious and then give me something out of the box. Well, let me get, okay. The obvious would be something like, I mean, it's tough because when you remakes, the, the problem with remakes is like, is there ever a better remake? That is so rare. So the, can I tell you where I think? Yeah. I look at something that didn't perform well in movie that's, theaters, but we love. So that's my out of the box. Okay. Would be Delirious. Wait. John Candy, where he's got a typewriter. Yes. And he types things, and he can kind of type his reality, and he types himself in as a character. Because so, it's John Candy, and it's funny. So he's funny, but it's not a well-executed film, but it's a great idea. A great such a great by the way john candy has 
a handful of bombs. Yeah. Uh, who were, is Harry Crumb? Who's Harry Crumb? But uh, also Summer Rental. Summer, Summer Rental was is, a failure. Summer Rental is so fucking good. Don, but, but okay, here now I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna say this out loud. Was Delirious a horrific script that we only love because of John Candy? Yes. We don't even love it. We like it because of John Candy. The idea, though, is great. The idea that someone has a magical device to type on yeah. and they kind of are inserting themselves into a heightened soap opera-ish story and they can kind of write the reality. Like, to me, there's something total. Like, if you Pull were to be like... John Candy movies. Like, if you were to be like, to me, like, rewrite a movie where a guy is writing a soap opera that's he he's in and yeah. whatever he writes comes to life, I'd be like, I can write that movie. Who's Harry Crumb was awesome. Uncle Buck's his biggest. Uncle Buck's fantastic. Okay, Uncle Buck's. Great Outdoors. Train amazing. Planes and all, Great Outdoors. Spaceballs. Summer Rental was a flop, oddly That's enough. That's crazy because I've seen yeah. that movie so many times. $25 million they spent on it. They shot it in Clearwater or in St. Pete. It's got, it um, didn't do well. also got uh, Rip Torn in it. He plays the weird pirate yeah. guy. The premise is, for anyone who's not, who know it doesn't know Summer Rental, he's an air traffic controller. Yeah, right. Who is working too hard and there's a fly on his screen and he loses a plane. Oh, maybe it's not Rip Torn. I think I just completely conflated Rip Torn with some random pirate guy. It's not Rip Torn. Look at that guy. That's not Rip Torn. That's Rip Torn. Is it? Yeah. I don't think it is. No, I think it is. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Jesus. For a um, second, I was that's like, a young Rip Torn too. Yeah, that's, that's totally. Uh, my my cousin, I love my cousin to death, and he is a hardcore film guy. And I was we were talking about this, and he was like, "I said something about uh, planes, trains, and automobiles." He goes, "You're mm. not allowed to touch that." Yeah, because that's the greatest movie ever made. No one's allowed to touch that. He's like a real film guy. The thing is, if you watch plane, when was the last time you watched it? It's been a while. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's been duplicated so many times in so many ways since then yeah. that you're almost like it's there's something about first of all the drama part of it like at the end is fucking amazing when you're like oh my god this poor fucking son of a bitch. You know what? But it's been like the I, road trip How much how much of that speech can you give can you give right now? Oh man. You know what? I I like me. I like me. My wife likes me. It's amazing. I'm gonna cry. My my oh wife my likes me. <laughs> he is so my clients like me. My, my, his, my heart breaks his kids. And his, you know what? His kids. Yeah, his one kid is awesome. Is a stand-up, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. My heart breaks it. It's beautiful. That 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 guy doesn't get to be their dad forever, you know? Because well, he was our dad a little bit. I was just gonna say, he like, I feel like dads. we we're like hurt by the loss of that dude. Oh. And by the way, there's so many stories of him. I can't remember who I worked with an audio a dude who used to do audio on uh, like was the I like me read it I like me my you want to hurt me go ahead it makes you feel any better I'm an easy target yeah you're right I talk too much wow I also listen too much I could be a cold hearted cynic like you but I don't like to hurt people's feelings but you think you think you want to know about me I'm changing. I'm not changing. Sorry. <laughs> That's the Josh. I'm not changing. I, I, like, I like me. My wife likes me. My customers like me. Because I'm the real article. What you see is what you get. And it's after Steve Martin just shits on his heart. And Steve Martin does it so good. So good. God, what a perfect fucking movie. But he's, he's like really like, 
so I, I forget what it was that I was doing, but it was like the, uh, the sound guy was, did all the John Hughes movies. And he told me like two or three stories. By the way, that's, I think that there's a deleted scene where it's like they get the, the airplane food yeah. and he's eating the airplane food. And it's also phenomenal. There's not a lot of, but there's this whole. The there, best line in that movie is, is those aren't pillows. Uh, or, <laughs> where's your other hand? Between these two pillows. <laughs> oh, sorry. Good game, Bears last night. They go right into that. Yeah. <laughs> but there, there's like, there is like the dude was so like, uh, truly like emotional. It, I don't know. But the stuff I heard yeah. about him from a dude was like the best. He was like he was the best guy on Thanksgiving. He backed a truck up of like Thanksgiving turkeys. There's also a story about when he was on Home Alone, and they could only have him for one day because of his schedule or something. Yeah. And so he like let them like shoot like a 18 hour day. Like he was like whatever you got to do, like to get what they wanted because he was oh. that. He was just like his the son, most decent. Is his son guy. or is it his daughter that does stand up? I think I'm not sure what his son does. I've seen his son interviewed. I don't know. I feel One like one of them his does stand up or they're actors or something. I think his kid is an actor, would be my guess. Oh, maybe it's her. Oh, Jennifer Candy. Is she familiar? Oh, well, it, does he have a picture in a chef outfit? Oh, that's cool for him. That's pretty good. Yeah, he looks like him a little bit. He must pay for his IMDb so they don't have a weird costume on him. <laughs> uh, I bet. Uh, yeah, I wonder, you know, I mean, it's like you look at Chet Hanks. I've talked yeah. about Chet Hanks a lot. <laughs> but you get these dads that are like our dads, you know? Yeah. And then you go, no, fuck. Like their kids, their kids have it's to hard. pay the tax. Yeah. It's hard. It, I mean, it's yeah. also like, it's like a blessed position, but then it's also a bit of a difficult position. Well, I watched my daughters go through it and in the smallest. Do they have any interest in entertainment? I think I, I think, well, I think Georgia would have been the natural comedian. Yeah. Like she was, she is, um, she's very sharp and very funny and very biting. Yeah. Um, Isla is, Isla is naturally bizarre as fuck yeah but those people never translate to the stage like yeah, she's right. just weird as fuck yeah right. in, a, in a perfect universe they'd move into an apartment in north hollywood and i georgia would do what i do is follow these kids I, I just follow them around and just tell the stories right but uh <laughs> but i you know i don't think i, I think either both of them have been turned off from uh the celebrity thing of, of it because of because, because they of, see. of me talking to that about them and like uh, just it's 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 I I, I I if if I could go back and do it, I'd do it the same way. But it was kind of weird for me to talk about my family as much as I did. Yeah. Well, you also aren't thinking like long term. I never. Thought, I mean, you I never, literally are just like, what's going to be funny in a show? Yeah. I think about that. I I during the the like 2020 when I like I basically stopped going on like when your world tour got canceled. I started doing like improvised. It was ridiculous, but from my house. I moved to Idaho for a year, which was fucking crazy. Really? Yeah, I just moved into a house in Idaho in the middle of nowhere. For real? For real. It was right. fucking crazy. That sounds so sexy to me. It was sexy. I fucking could do that. It was awesome. Tomorrow. It was awesome. And it was like crazy. But I basically started on YouTube just doing like, I would riff shows. So I'd have people send in suggestions. I'd see them for the first time. And I would just stream a consciousness for like an hour 15 once a week. 
And the shit that I said, like people will be, there was like someone who was like, like, I forget what I, I made a reference to something and someone's like, oh, like the time you got your penis caught in your zipper and you put olive oil on your pants. And I was like, wait, how the fuck do you know about that? And they were like, cause you did one of those shows. It was called Gariffs. And they were like, cause you did one of those shows. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like I was yeah. like saying, I just was saying anything to get like content. And then at the end, I'm like, man, I probably like overspoke a little bit. If I'm telling you about the time when my my dick got caught in my zipper. Well, you don't realize, you know, when you're trying to, I think the the taxes you're trying, you're just trying to get laughs. Yeah. And so everything's fair game. And then, and then especially like, I, you know, there's a bit in this news hour that I'm like, that I have to, I have to finagle around because it, it just got such a big laugh. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't think about how Isla is perceived in that or how you know it's like do I, you show do you tell them are you like no no I mean, well i did i did they give you so many fucking notes and they're like can you say this and that? netflix like, is no george island george oh <laughs> the real network yeah the real network <laughs> they're like what the fuck no yeah saying, can you change that and you're like it doesn't, it doesn't work that way like the thing that you like it doesn't it's not funny yeah because you're not you don't understand comedy so and so, uh, can you pull rank? Can you be like, you like that no. pool? I, well, there's been times like Isla will put her foot in his hand and be like, Hey, you can't say that on stage. She did one of the funniest things I've ever I've been a part of in my entire life. I was about to go to the Ice House and do a show, and she did something that was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen and done in my entire life. But it was, it was borderline, uh, pubescent, meaning like, a, uh-huh. like the part of a girl growing up. Uh huh. Right. And, uh, as she did it, she goes, this doesn't go on stage. And I like, went, Damn it. I was just about to go crush a Pasadena. Like, this would kill. This would <laughs> kill. I, I, I'm wondering how it's going to work. You know, now I've gone through stuff with like, you know, their development as humans. Yeah. Which I'd love to talk. There's some stuff I'd love to talk about, but I definitely have to, I definitely have to run this shit by them. Yeah. Because it's like the stuff where they're exploring their person, their they're people they're exploring the world yeah and i've as a parent it's it's been so fucking eye-opening but i don't know you never you never think that it's gonna yeah. you never think you never think anyone's gonna you hear never it. think anyone's gonna give a shit yeah i mean then, well you but you are like at the point where it is like i mean they do give a shit so you almost have to approach it differently no. i still i still think like you know i can get away but i i can get away with shit but like what's well, so part of the fun is like when you're talking about your parents on stage and you're kind of like shitting on them a little bit and make and doing their accents and then and then they see it and then they're like wait what was that and you're like well, yeah. i didn't know you're gonna see it <laughs> oh dude i do a bit uh, on my uh, first on my album from year like five years ago where like my dad like my dad's voice because he was raised in england and then he went to wisconsin like he literally split his life between the two places wisconsin and england yeah. so his voice is sort of this weird like <laughs> caramelly south african like it's just super bizarre and so I do this whole bit about like he used to call me and tell me what time it was where I was. So he'd be like 530 in Wisconsin, 330 Los Angeles. And like, <laughs> I mean, it was really one of the first bits I like had where I was like, OK, this is like pretty good. Yeah. And it's like a five minute bit just kind of shitting on his voice <laughs> and shitting on the way that he like would tell me what time yeah. it was. And then so and then it did. The, and he still has the impulse to tell me the time. So he'll be like, it's 730 here. It's 530. Oh, you know what? I suppose you don't need to know that, do you? Because you know everything, you know. And I'm like, oh man, I really hurt the guy. I had that with Isla. Is uh, she was so like Georgia was always my teammate in 
finding the things in Isla that we thought were fucking hilarious. Uh huh. And then I had this like she was Georgia and I. If I had a nickel for every time Georgia hit me, he goes, "Look at her, look at her, Dad, look at her." I mean, it's like Georgia was my writing partner. Yeah. And Isla was this fucking artwork Muse. That, that just was like i mean the bizarrest human being i've ever met in my life yeah right and she um she does what your dad does now where like she said something the other day i i can't i can't remember what it was but like it's oh, i'll give you a perfect example and i've said this a lot but this is a good safe example she had believed ever since she was a child that once you turn 16 uh you could start cursing and, and out loud in front of people and we're like that's not a rule and she's like well i think she's got a point yeah she's like it's a rule <laughs> she talked about it so much that on her 16th birthday we threw a party for her and in my dms people are like yo what's isla's first curse we're gonna be she and was so, not cursing at all no she never cursed wow. never cursed she's a weirdo and so here i'll, I'll play it for you I'll look at man you got some fucking great google images this is all this instagram is just, oh this is instagram yeah. Oh, that's when she went to. That's when uh, George went to college. Yeah. Yeah. That was a rough one. Yeah. Um, man. I, I don't think you're gonna find it. <laughs> oh, there it is. It's right here. So, um, here, grab those headsets. So this is Isla on her 16th birthday. What I read in the comments, someone wrote, "Isla's 16. She can curse now." <laughs> Remember that. What's your first curse word gonna be? Cunt. Yeah! <laughs> I knew it. See. So, so, <laughs> so that's that's who she is, right? So I post that on there. My my social media team. This is the weird. This is who this child is. The weirdest. Click to these pictures. Yeah, right. This is. Oh, she man. had me connect her eyebrows. Yeah. That's her. She dressed up as Trump one year. Like this fucking weirdest kid. The weirdest fucking individual ever. <laughs> she has been such a joy to be around. Yeah. But then but then that happens. And then that morning she comes down and she's like, four in the morning. She wakes me up and she's like, hey, I need you to pull that video down. And I go, why? She goes, it's going viral on TikTok. It's got six million views. And I went, hold on. She goes, no, I'm not going to be the little girl that they dub over my voice and I'm the cunt girl for the rest of my life. She goes, I don't want anyone to know who I am. I'm Isla. I'm not that person. Mm. And you're like, oh, but you are. But you so totally are. And it's okay to be. But, you know, in like their, their fucking world, it's like, I think to, be, to have like, to have like, uh, to be famous is a weird, do you need to go? No, no. Um. To be famous is, is may, I don't know, maybe that's not the currency or, you know, to be, so she wanted me, I had to pull it off TikTok. I had 6 million views in like four hours. You did pull it off? I had to pull it off, yeah. Because I want her to like. That's kind of like the healthiest, that, there's something so strange about like growing up as the daughter of a celebrity, but it kind of gives you that like, like most people would be like, holy shit, like I've gone viral. Like yeah. that's huge. Her and Georgia do not like they. I, I mean this respectfully because I, I do like Chet Hanks a lot, but like they'll never turn into Chet Hanks. Yeah. They don't want celebrity. Yeah. They don't want fame. They want anonymity. Anonymity for them is the currency because they because they went They've to seen. they well they went to high school and grade school with everyone knowing who they are. Yeah, 
they mean why watch i watch other celebrity kids that go to our school and in a weird way it's like they don't want that shit. Yeah. Like I I mean, I guess there's something Growing wrong with guys like me and you. Growing up in LA too. Guys like me and you, I I wanted I wanted all of the trappings. Totally. I wanted, totally. I wanted to be on stage. I yeah. wanted to make people laugh. I wanted to dying for it. Yeah. It was like it. It was. It was I mean, it. I remember the first I literally remember when I was like 6 years old being in like Goldilocks and the Three Bears on stage and getting a laugh. Like I remember it like to the my marrow where I'm like it did, it, it did like light something inside of me that has never left. Right. I, I was Nana in Peter Pan. Yeah. The dog. I was in a dog outfit. Which is a great role. And I, I walked, That is like, yeah. I walked around the room. I ruined the scene. I walked around the room <laughs> peeing on everyone's legs. Were you supposed and, to? No. Yeah. I just was like. Just the riff piss. I did one thing and I did like a weird head move and everyone started laughing and then I lifted my leg up and, people and the room like, went crazy. And, and I was like, like, well, I guess this is over for this thing. This is a show about a dog. So I know what you all think this show is about. It's really not. It's actually a show about a dog with a bladder issue. <laughs> this is a territorial canine show. We are supported by Greenlight District, the Gulf Coast premier hemp dispensary with a wide range of products to suit everybody's needs. Edibles, cartridges, disposable vapes, and more with lab verified purity. Locally owned and operated in Pensacola, Florida, advocate in local community for cannabis reform, transparent products, and leading by example in terms of regulation compliance. Provide education through podcasts, blogs, and live events, excellent customer service, and easy online ordering. We enjoyed some of their blue raspberry edibles, and they were phenomenal. Taste great and, and really worked. Head to green-light-district.com and use code BERT20 for 20% off your purchase and same-day shipping before 3 p.m. Central Time. Wait, when did you, how did you, how did you go from Wisconsin here? Well, Where did you go to college? I went to Emerson in Boston. Oh, for real? Yeah, so I basically, like, I had no fucking plan. Uh, in any way, like I was doing comedy sports in Milwaukee, which is just like improv. Yeah. And um, I was loving it. And my plan was basically like, I'm going to do like improv in Milwaukee. And then I met a like a theater director who ended up coming to my school, this woman, Joanne, and um, and this guy at comedy sports. And they both were like, leave Milwaukee. Um, like the guy at comedy really? sports literally. Milwaukee's. Like that area is like a is is oddly enough like a comedy rich scene, like the Milwaukee, Chicago, that, that whole, the Midwest. Like, the totally. Midwest has a has like uh, yeah, a and thick... totally. But 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 comedy sports when I was like a teenager was like the only game in town outside really? of stand up, and I was like, I mean, like that's why like my role in the dot like improv was like my starting spot. Yeah, and so. Like I'm doing comedy sports and I'm like, I was like 16, 17. And I was getting like, shit, I was getting like regular shows. I was working there as a ballet parker where I put on a tutu and I would direct people to park. A ballet park. parker. That's right. Yeah. So that was like my first real job. And then, but then I started like doing shows like with like group, you know, adults at the time. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And this dude goes, this dude who was like on the local radio and I thought it was a God. He was like, I'm 41 years old. He's like, get out of Milwaukee really and I was like whoa and then like so I kind of like facilitated that and then I started you know I like had, I was doing like theater and stuff in high school and my theater director this woman Joanne she was basically like let's get you to audition for the colleges and I auditioned 
And I went to Emerson in Boston. And then I really started like writing sketches, and, like performing sketches. That's where I met Evan Mann, who I did the Mancation show with, who's still my writing partner. What's Evan doing? We're right. We write on an adult swim show right now oh, called uh, yeah, Royal Crackers, which comes out in uh, April. Um, but um, so we, we write together all the time still, yeah. you know, write a bunch of shit. But but so um, and then that just kind of like then I, when I was there, I started really performing, like performing sketches and like writing shit and like doing more theater. And then I was like, OK, I want to go to L.A., but I wanted to be an actor. And then it was like after like a few years of being like this fucking sucks. Like it's the worst. Like, yeah. you know, you get close to shit and it just sucked. That's when I really like started doing my own shit. But I didn't start performing until I met Byrne. When I met Byrne. Really? Yeah. Byrne was like, Byrne was like, you need to do stand up. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it was so daunting to me that like I really didn't start doing stand up till I was like probably like 30 years old. Really? Yeah. And like, but 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 Byrne had been like, Byrne had been gone oh, forever. Byrne, Byrne, he's such a great fucking dude. Dude. On so many fucking levels. That, like I love I love that guy he but he and he is but he literally was like forcing me he was like write five minutes and come MC for me yeah. like he was like forcing me to do it and then once I got you know you get past that threshold of like comfort and once I was through that I mean that's when you are hooked and then so from yeah. then on I was just like and then once I got the dollop then it was basically like I can use the dollop from like my stand-up, uh, you know, and that's when I really started going into stand-up. Such yeah. a fucking great vehicle for you and for both of you guys. It's such a fucking yeah. amazing. And I'm I'm certain just like that that the 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 I mean I I am not calling anyone out, but like the 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 way that planes, trains, and automobiles has been repurposed a million different times. Yeah. I've seen other people do versions of the dollop. Yeah, it's been like it's yeah. it's so fucking good. Yeah. Why'd you guys call it the dollop? Dave came up with it. It's because it's a dollop of history. It's a little dollop. It's a little fucking dabble do. Dave so, Anthony is such an interesting fucking dude. Dude, he really is. He really truly. is. Like, like uh, I've texted him. I wonder what the last text I sent him. Because I've of that experience, I've texted him at times. I've been like, like, what do you think of this? Yeah. Yeah. He, he really like, in many ways, you are like, the dude has crystal. Like, he... He will predict shit and I'll be like, what is he talking? Like, even with the dollop, when we started doing the dollop, he said to me, he goes, probably about six months into it, he goes, we're going to be doing theaters. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy talking? I really was, because I, I had nothing. Yeah. I mean, I had, you know, I really, not that I have like a ton now, but I had nothing. And I was like, the fuck is this guy talking about? Like, what did he say? How did like, you guys meet? We met on Tripoli. On, uh, I used to do a podcast with Tripoli. Yeah. Back wait, in the wait, day. What was that podcast? It was called The Naughty Show, and it was nuts. Yeah. I'm trying to think if you, I don't think you ever did it. Maybe you did. So. But it was like, we did it, like, we did it, a, we did it at Playboy Radio for a while. And it was like Tripoli's World. It was like a mad circus. And I would just be like a bench player, just like, I'm open. And I would just like, I just yeah. drop in with like a dime every now and then, you know, but I would let Tripoli handle it. And we just hit it off. And then we had Dave on a couple times. And then I really just like hit it off with Dave right away. He's so fucking. But then I, I basically DM Dave and I'm like, hey, man, I'll host your other podcast if your buddy ever goes out of town. So I did it a couple times. And then the third time I went to go ho co uh, guest host it, he's like, I actually have this other idea. And that was the the first that was Cl Cliff and Bundy. And that's the first episode of the dollop. And he was going to have rotating guests. But we just had like good chemistry. And he, he's smart. So he's he just so like recognized right away that he was like, we're a good he is fit. so smart, smart. I'm, I don't think I've ever had Dave on the podcast. I might have had him on. Like, well, you had, we were on, but yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know yeah. if you ever had, had him. Yeah. 
he's so smart yeah i couldn't dude. find the dm from him because it's on my other phone but uh yeah yeah that i, I mean I, I can't express how intense that was that he was the one that called the lockdown for me right as i was about to go on stage and i, remember, I thought he was crazy i remember too. hearing people cough in that room do you remember that dude we were saying we actually tom hanks had just had it yeah. And we were saying, is Tom Hanks going to die? I mean, we were literally like, what the fuck is this thing? But people were coughing and we were calling it out. And, and that's he, an intimate, it's an intimate. Yeah, menu. tiny yeah. little room. Yeah. Which in a way is like, good. I mean, whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, fuck knows. but, but no, he like, with so much shit, he is ahead of it. And there's like stuff for times where I'll be like, oh, he wasn't like fully right about that. But he's like 60% oh, right a, about I, that. I have like four things that he wasn't right about in my professional career that yeah. I've talked to Dave about. But most of it. And most of it. Most of it. I mean, I remember when he was like, he he really, like, he would tell me, like, shit, like, without getting too deep into it, but he would, like, tell me a politician that I'd be like, that's a good person. He'd be yeah. like, that is a huge lying shit bag. And I'd be like, whoa, buddy, that is a great man. And then I'd be like, three years later, I'd be like, he's a shit bag. God. Like, he he does. He just, the dude reads too much. I'll wake up. I don't up, read it all. I'll wake up <laughs> and I'll have four like texts from Dave and there'll be like links to things. And I'll just, it'll be like 6 45 in the morning and I'll just be like, why? Why? Like, I'll be start my day being like, oh my God. No. It's so funny. Me and Segura's uh, relationship is the exact opposite in that <laughs> I get links from him like, are you okay? Is everything okay with you? Because yeah. I'm worried about you. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. And he's like, well. <laughs> You sound a little sensitive on the phone last night. Oh, wow. I am such a fucking cunt. I am such a cunt. No, you're never, not. I would never work with me. I would never work Why? with me. Why? Why do you think that? I, he, well, he knows me. Do he you, knows what me. do you mean you're a cunt? You mean I'm you're in the sense that also, you're like. Also, you know I'm a cunt, right? I know you're too hard on yourself. Yeah, that's what he, that's, you're a cunt to no, you. Yeah, no, no, you're yeah, a self-cunt. Well, I'm, I'm real shitty. Uh. I get my feelings hurt very easily. You're off sensitive. Nothing, off nothing. But you're sensitive. That's yeah, like, not being uh, a cunt. Uh, the, when you get hurt, how do you react? Uh, I internalize it. and I, That's and I not being it, a cunt. And I let it build and That's build and build. Not, and then what happens? Uh, I just resent people. That's not being a cunt. That is being. I am. I am a. <laughs> I am a legit. Like. Like. Uh, I had a. I had a fallen out with a really close friend. And. I, maybe I maybe I maybe you're right. I'm not. I get really hard on myself. That's not that. That's like that, what what being a bad being an asshole. Yeah, is when you take it out on others who either had nothing to do with it or you're yeah. not communicating with properly. I wish internalizing I wish I could be, yeah. it. And I wish I could be a. You need stone. Dude. Oh. You need stone back. What in was your Stone's life. fucking last name. He was so fucking. I want to say Phillips, um, but but you're not. You're you're. I kind of am like that more than than anything. Really? Yeah, I definitely rather than like. I mean, at least I think so. <laughs> of course, some people would be like, "No, you are an asshole." But uh, <laughs> but I definitely think like I go and like spin my wheels on my own, and I'll like build up. I will say like, I'll think that like eighteen people have a problem with me, or that I've wronged someone. When in reality, I'm like, you're like honestly inventing stuff. And oh, oh, wow, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely. I have to say to myself a number of times, no one's thinking about you. Yeah, let, on that, let no, it go, like let you. it go, let it go. Yeah, yeah, let it go. No one's thinking about you the way you're thinking about yourself yeah. right now. I, I definitely to, uh, to be at your level and to still feel like that. That honestly, that means you're like 
you have like an empathy issue in a way. Oh, I have a hardcore <laughs> dude. I'm like, I have issues with, uh, I mean, I've, I've obviously, I, here's what happens. I think here's what happens with, I don't, I don't know how you're going to edit back into this. We were talking shit about somebody yeah. and now we're talking about now broadly. Yeah. Talking. We're talking about having friends that fall apart and you want to help them yeah here's the deal is like sometimes it's like what peter goes uh I'll, i would i would tell leanne in a heartbeat if you cheated on her yeah you need those people in your life to keep you honest with who yeah. you what really are and and who you are may not feel great like it may, may maybe sometimes you want all the fucking trappings of the shit you feel like you've earned but that's not who the fuck you are yeah and i think some people lose sight of that very quickly yeah and i i, I think i mean i I, i'm I'm so timid to talk about it because i i know how many of my friends specifically have lost sight of where their path they're on yeah you know and then you find guys like like rogan i love that guy i'm outside this all day i mean i'm going through a big rogan phase right now because we're chatting a lot but like he is a i hope this comes out right he's a cunt like pete yeah like he's like a good like yeah, a, like just like a, a friend yeah. who isn't gonna let you veer yeah Skr is a fucking great friend he yeah. really is a great friend where he's like when you fuck up he kind of calls you on it like we yeah. had a big falling we're not a falling out but like we had a little hiccup one time about uh something i said on a podcast about him and he was like and he just was he's direct yeah he's like i like it better sober <laughs> oh wow and that's like a cutting like yeah yeah. yeah i was already drinking yeah I'm like, Motherfucker. yeah that's hard yeah but you do need like i mean that like what's great about like you know having like rogan or segura is like they are they understand like it is a uh the truth is that you feel that still because you are like a, a good human to get yeah. to get like a lot of people think that if you get like famous and you get rich that your problems totally go away and in a way, it almost like opens a weirder box of problems. I think I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't say that I'm either, but I would say, see, from even my that, experience, even that. No, but from my experience, <laughs> I would say they, they get more complicated in the, in a little success I've had because everything is taken care of for you. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, life shows up in a real way, and you're like, can someone just clean this up? Like I, I, I think about Tom Cruise all the time. I go, he must have, it must be frustrating for him when his son doesn't want to talk to him or his, his wife wants to leave him when he's like, uh, no one says no to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's definitely, it's weirder. And I think also like the idea that like, you know, I mean, you're supposed to be like, you're supposed to be a, people think that like you're, you're perfect. That you're you're better, that you're fine. I mean, people want Tom Cruise to fail. Yeah. And so there's like that element that like you kind of are caving if you do fail to some extent. All right. So then name out your career starting uh this year, next year, the following year. Like if 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 you had if you had like I always Leanne's a big proponent about putting things in the universe. Yeah. She always says that. Say it out loud. Say it out loud and mean it. Like what's the? Thing? I mean, if you got a call tomorrow that they're like, "Hey, we, we have a project we want you to start working on," what would you want to do first? A movie, a sitcom, a, like what would the, the first thing you wanted to do? The first thing I would want to do is just to expand stand-up wise. Yeah. That would be the first thing. Yeah, I would want to do that. 
Then the how, next and thing, how much are you touring again? Pull up is well, you're touring pretty aggressively in 2000. Well, but right? yeah, but also like some of their dollop dates pending. So like I'm taking a neon some stand up dates. That picture, look at that, unbelievable. I mean, look, <laughs> look at me now and look at that. That's like yeah. two years ago. It's no chef's picture, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is? There's that needs a chef hat, but um. But I would say, okay, so this this would be my number one. Okay. Would be, I've spent years, I mean, I've written on, like, tons of shows. Like, I've written on, like, you know, bigger shows. Yeah. Right? So I know how to write, like, a show. I would love to write a show for myself that I am in. That would be my dream. Be great. That would be my dream. Would you want it to be on it now? Would you want it to be on a network, or would you want to release FX. it? Really? Yeah, I would want to be on it. That's so quick. I love that. I wrote on hey, F- someone, I wrote on a, who, You're someone, the Worst. Someone is working at FX right now that just heard this. Take the, Run this up the flagpole. Let's make this happen. I, That's I, the thing I, about putting in the universe. I wrote on a You're the Worst, the last season of that show, yeah. which is a, I one of those shows that I like heard about, never watched, and then when I wrote on it, I watched it, and I was like, this show's fucking amazing. Yeah. Showrunner, this dude, Stephen Falk, like, just knew his shit. And when and working for FX was the first time, like when I went on Arrested Development for Netflix, there they were pretty hands off. But FX was just like, let whatever, what do you want the show? To, and really, we, yeah, and we would literally hand. They would have notes, but it would be like, we just are curious about this. Can you clarify this? Can you do this a little? It was never like, eh, which you know you yeah. do deal with. Let's celebrate the people in FX. Pull up the FX executives. Is is uh is Peter Ligori still there? I don't know. I'm curious if uh this woman Barbara is still there. She's awesome. She was who FX I, was a badass fucking network. FX is awesome. Leadership, demographics, Eric Shire. Oh, up th- to entertainment. Gina Ballin. Nick Grad. I know Nick Grad. Dude. Those those are the people that like. Yeah. But like F, but when you look at what FX is putting out, FX puts out like great shit. They do. Like they, they do, they, they do, and they and they really do. Like pull up FX's network. I would love to. I, by the way, you know, I used to work at FX was my first television. Yeah, that's show. what you said. What was, was that X, show? It was the X show it was back. It was a different time. What was it? Uh, it was a, a talk show. It was, it was a talk show. It was a male oriented talk show. By the way, have you seen Wednesday? Wednesday on Netflix? No, I hear it's awesome. fucking great. Fucking awesome. Um. This is all the stuff on Netflix right now. Breeders. Uh, FX. Did I say FX? Yeah. Like, have you Netflix. seen what we do in the shadows? So good. No. Like Mark, that Mark show, Conner. that show is a great example of like, I mean, that's just a great show. Jesus. That's they're, just they're, a the, straight up the fucking great The of what they're developing yeah. is so fucking sexy. I think these are all out right now. These are the things that are on right now. Dave is awesome dave is awesome baskets baskets Baskets. fucking awesome phenomenal i loved louie i mean all the all like truly yeah lou they did louie but what they all are are like they let them go i like wilfred that was wilfred was wilfred was fucking awesome the league the league by the way uh the bear i've only watched wait is that the one about the cooks yeah I gotta see that. That I keep I waiting that. to fucking pound through it because people are like, you're not gonna only be able to watch one really? episode. But that's supposed to be like the best show of the last year. Guys. Wonder- but like that would be that would be it. And then from okay, okay, right? And then I keep uh, doing- Fleischman in trouble. 
I just yeah, saw this. That's with the uh, what's his name? Too. With yeah. um, yeah. Go back. Go backwards. Dude, uh, go backwards to where we were. Now scroll down. What's his name? Fly, no, 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 no. Go to the the. No, if you go to the uh, never mind. <laughs> Didn't you want to see this show? What's this? Fleischman? No, 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 no. I wanted oh. to see what else was on. Fleischman in trouble. I saw that he loses his uh, wife and his family. That guy's really great. Miles Teller is that? No, it's not Miles Teller. No, that's What's his um, name. I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, he's from the Social Network. Yeah, he's a really great actor. Yeah, he's a great actor. Who? What actor would you like to work with? Like, if you could work with, I'll, I'll start. Ready? Yeah, Jonah Hill. A great actor. I want to see. I want to see him operate. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Claire Danes. Claire Danes is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Um, Jess, I. I'll say okay. I um, I'll give you two. Okay. I think Donald Glover is like the guy who's like career I'm most jealous of. Really? Yeah. Okay. okay. That that the only is reason like, I say I'm jealous of him is he can legit rap. Like he can. He can legit, do everything. Like he, he kind of. He was a guy who like kind of was able to like his stand up is. I mean, I mean this yeah, generously but, was a. Was, but was, keep in mind, he didn't focus on it. Exactly, he didn't focus. Keep, on keep it. in mind, he that was not like like he was a, he was like I don't need stand. I guess I'll I try mean, it. Yeah. And he was frustrated. And, he, and, he, like, did and, and let's well. be very clear, Donald. I was frustrated that you were that good at it yeah. without trying. And so, I was like, hey, I was like, hey man, get out of my lane, please. <laughs> so so I feel like that dude is so versatile. Like to actually work with that guy would yeah. be amazing. And then the other the other one that like when when I write with Evan that we always like talk about is uh like we worked with Will Arnett a couple times. And we were just like, really, that guy is really? so god. Not only easy to work with, but he's so goddamn funny. For real, for real, like the real deal. Not. As funny as funny as one can be, really, and the easiest dude to work with. So shut. The so fuck you up. get like that clout, and you get like. I mean, it was just like the most. It was the most fun. I wrote on um the second season of his show. I don't remember what it was called. Oh, it's the one I, I know. I know which one it was. It's like a sober show on Netflix. It was. Uh, wait. Oh well, no, I'm thinking of. There was a show I saw. Oh no, do. you're thinking of uh, Murderville. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah, tried yeah, to yeah. write on that. They didn't have me. But uh, I can't remember what it was called. It was. Um, but it was the second season of. I can't remember. But but he like so he was in the room and then I wrote on Arrested. Yeah. And like you know it was like kind of kicking it with him a little bit, but that I was like. This is a guy who like elevates your stuff on a level where you, I mean, the whole cast of Arrested Development would do that. But Will Arnett was I'm like, a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm the one person I want to party with. Walk into a bar on Hollywood Boulevard, sit down, have a drink. I'm in a fight with my wife, and I sit down next to him. Will? Nope. David Cross. Dude, he was I, on the dollop. For real? Yes. And it so, was so amazing. I don't want. I don't want. I mean, I, I mean this kindly, and I, I'm, I'm saying this. Based on what you what you perceive people to be, you know, yeah. I don't want Hollywood David Cross. No, I want Atlanta. I don't David know Cross. if there is a Hollywood David Cross. Is, I don't know anything about the guy. All I know, I is don't that, like, think there is. Sometimes I read I read one thing you read about Larry wrote about Larry the Cable Guy that I did not. I love. remember that. I didn't love it, and I was like, I was like, come on, man, you have fans too. You can do your fans like that but was what my. You, but what you like about him is that he takes like authentic swings. I do. And when he was on our show. I don't think he'd ever listen to the podcast. We did it in New York. We had a uh, they these people at a uh, Twin Elephant this Twin Elephant Brewery made a dollop beer. It was called Beer of Our Lord. Yeah, and it was like Dave and I were like 
oh my God, this is the greatest thing. And David Cross, we had like 15 of them. And David Cross was backstage pounding them. Like, and he was just like, this is pretty good. He's and I, I mean, to me, like Mr. Show was like as transformative yeah. and influence as I've ever had. Oh yeah, David Cross, David Cross is a-, a Oh yeah, that's Jose. See, that's me and Dave, yeah. A bad motherfucker. Yeah. I, and, 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 but there's parts of, there's I, like, I met him one time and he was, uh, I met him one time and it wasn't like ideal, yeah. you know? And so I was like, I was like, oh, and it was a festival scenario. Yeah. So it was like, that's different. it was like his, his guard was up a little bit. I would like to meet him. And that's, I think what I'm trying to say is I want to meet him. You want to work with him? Oh, no. Okay. I want to, no. <laughs> I don't actually think I want to work with him. I, I just want to fucking drink. Yeah. I sat next to Keeper Sutherland one time at a bar uh, and drank. And? and it was Who's the? Can you say the best famous drunk experience you've had? I can tell you. You got access to like some. I I can tell you. I can tell you the. I can tell you the beginning of one. Okay. I can't tell you that. Well, let me. uh, The. I'll tell you my favorite. I. I was and I only because I just said this the other night. When was this? This was uh, probably. 2018 okay 2017 maybe okay i'm guessing i got a phone call i was at a, a party at our friend's house a dinner party where we're all gonna have dinner and uh-huh. we just got there <laughs> leanne uh leanne yeah. the girls yeah uh, okay girls were young still okay uh our friends were making a big uh uh probably asian fusion dinner okay and uh and i got a phone call from johnny depp <laughs> Oh wow! What? Like, it was a voice. It was a voicemail. I was like, "Hey, uh, Bert, I'm uh, here. You like to party? I'm at my house. If you want to come, do you know? Over. Do you? I do, I do not know Johnny. You'd Depp. never met I don't him. Know Johnny he got Depp. your number. Got my number through Stanhope, and he was like, "I'm here with Doug. Uh, he like to party. If you want to come over and have a few drinks with us, we'd like that." And I, I said, "I need everyone to stop for a second. <laughs> I hit play on the voicemail, and I said, "It was great seeing you guys tonight." And I went really? over to Johnny Depp's house and uh you make right calls and i and i i drove immediately fucking there like it, it was it was and by the way he owns the whole block so there's four houses that you go to but yeah but it, i mean i don't want to get into, into yeah, the weeds yeah. but like uh but like it it just ended up me and stanhope i spent the night there it was fucking awesome but like that was my favorite phone call i've ever gotten um i got i've, I've had some really good phone calls lately that's crazy i, have, I got one from the rock what the fuck? Yeah, I got one from The Rock. That was. Do you know one. him? Yeah, uh, no, but uh, I've had a couple from The Rock. Um, the best of the only person I, I'm gonna be really honest. The person I'm the proudest to know, like, and this sounds really crazy. By the way, assholes right now would be like my daughters. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> David Spade's way cooler than my daughters. <laughs> Dave, the fact that I'm friends with David Spade, yeah, right, mind blowing to me, mind really, blowing, yeah. mind blowing, mind blowing. Why specifically? Because, because when you listen to his, I'm sorry, Dave, um, David, I'm gonna do this. Because he's so funny. When you, yeah, but when you listen to him talk, he's not, he's not Hollywood. He's David yeah, Spade, but right? He is. David Spade sends voice messages that are, fuck, it, it makes I, I literally. Every time I get one, I go, I can't believe I'm friends with David yeah. Spade. Like that blows my mind. And and you know, even he couldn't uh especially because like, you become friends with him after you know him. Yeah. Which is like because I have so, like friends who like got famous when I've known them. This is like David Spade 
Like that, just that. Just great. Just that. It's so, so David Spade. It's, it's great. And then you hear it and you go, like I, I was I was stretching to get ready to work out and I saw it and I was playing and I was like, I was like, oh shit, I'm like, that's a guy I idolized. Yeah. Like I, I, I still do. Yeah. Like he's best, the best team of Saturday Night Live yep, ever. Totally. Best. And within Saturday Night Live, at the at that time, carved out his own little niche that is like so, what a lane to like super fine, hum, super humble. Yeah, really, really, right. really humble, really private, which yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Um, Tommy Boy, greatest movie I've ever seen in my I mean, entire life. Greatest comedy, one of uh, them for best sure. friends with the greatest comedian that has ever. Lived By the in way, the when you world. asked remake a movie, if you could like, it shouldn't yeah. be remade, but if you could be involved in like doing a movie. <laughs> Like if you could make, you can't make a better Tommy Boy, but trying to make a better Tommy Boy would be. Like, oh, I would, I would allow that. I would, I would cr create a fund. You would understand where, why someone would try to because it's such. But it's like it's also so talk iconic. about the John Candy element. Like when his when Farley's dad dies in that, that is like some of the better acting. Uh, we watched that and Black Sheep the other night. Black Sheep still funny as fuck. And we were like, man, that guy got we got ripped off because totally. we could have. You know, people say that about Belushi, and I think, I think John Belushi had, but he had opportunities to show that, and like Continental Divide, yeah, and like he had opportunities to show that. Farley never really got a chance to show that, and I really think that guy. Well, had he was chops. supposed to play. Um, what's his? What's his? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> Fatty Arbuckle. Oh. He was supposed to like play fat, like John, like uh, Farley was supposed to play Fatty Arbuckle. It's really, yeah, like that was like happening. And, you know, it's like, man, I mean, that's the Fatty Arbuckle story is fucking crazy to begin with. Uh, raped a girl. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And killed yeah. her. Uh, I don't I don't remember that part, but definitely. Yeah. No, no, yeah raped, raped, and raped and murdered and then was done with Hollywood. But it's yeah. like so it's a horrendous story. I read the book. So Jerry, Jerry, um, Jerry Stahl wrote mm. a book called Fatty. Jerry Stahl. Amazing. Right. Jerry amazing. Stahl. So. Uh. Fatty Arbuckle, Silent Era of Fame, is yeah, arrested in San Francisco yeah. for rape and murder of aspiring actress Virginia Rape. By the way, uh, it's such bullshit that it's not, we shouldn't laugh, but her last name is R-A-P-P-E. It is kind of. Like you, I'm not, no, I'm not no, we're not going to do it. No, we're not going to do it. We're not doing the bit. Let them do it as they They'll listen. They'll do it, but we're not, but okay. I heard her middle name was Murder. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. You said no. You so just long. said no. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's the healthiest joke you could make, too. <laughs> you know he did it in Virginia. Stop. <laughs> I can't. You're I can't, not I can't, allowed. I can't, I, can't, I can't. So wait. So uh, he was going to play Fatty Arbuckle? Yeah. Yeah. There was like he was supposed to like, you know, I mean, in the Hollywood sense of like that was one of the things on his, you know, I mean, obviously a huge star at the time. Fatty Arbuckle. My mom, my mom used to call me Fatty Arbuckle Buns. Really? Yeah, my whole life. My mom's. My, so like, when you sit, when you realize your Englishness, yeah, there's hints of that in all us kids that grew up with Irish or English parents, yeah, or um, grandparents. And so, uh, whatever my mom got called growing up, she called us growing up, right? So, um, uh. I used to be called the wild kid from Borneo all the time. Really? All the time. All the time. That's why I, why that's why one of the You were oofty. Oofty goofty. 
By um, the way, I'm not going to pitch special titles, but. <laughs> <laughs> Fatty R. Buckle Buns was something my mom called me my really? whole life growing up. And so uh, I knew who Fatty R. Buckle was before I knew who Fatty R. Buckle right, was. Right, yeah, and one so, of those things. And yeah. so then when I heard about this, I think what he, they said was he was so fat, he laid on her and he killed her from being fat. Well, I mean, during a, yeah, yes. I mean, by the way, that's a lawyerly defense. That that's like a lawyer defense yeah. back then for like a, a rape to be like. But no, but I think he wait, read pull up Fatty Arbuckle and find out. I've never seen anything he's done. To be honest with you, I've actually seen a couple of the things, and it was like, I mean, again, it's what you'd expect. I love how Louis Anderson pops up. There, Poor like, Louis. I mean, really, it says Louis was trying to develop a biopic. Oh wow, Louis Anderson was the first comic when I was a kid. That I like. Oh. That was like when I, I was like. Blake Casper played Louis Anderson's special for me. And he goes, you're going to love this. Blake Casper uh, is, a, is a big name in Tampa now, I, th- I think. I think he still is. A ton of Charlie Chaplin movies and stuff yeah, like that. He was in, yeah, he started in a couple of Chaplins, right? But he, um, he introduced me to stand-up. And Louis Anderson was the first stand-up we ever really? watched. Yeah. yeah, see, I... And it was fucking... When I was a kid, I remember, like, it was him doing the voice of his mother. He's like, you know, the cat licks the butter, the cat's dead. Don't leave the butter out. Yeah. And I was like, this is... this." It was the first thing that I, like, fully connected to. My, I remember child. his... The joke he had, he goes, uh, they were selling a toaster for 25 cents. <laughs> and then my and his dad goes, the, the cords were 25 cents. <laughs> he goes, great, dad. Next time I'm short a dollar, I go, here are four cords. <laughs> I got that was a, that was one of the guys that I was really proud to be friends with. Yeah, I, bet. I was friends with Louis, uh, like independent of Hollywood. In that, I want our managers introduced to us, but he liked me. I remember I was driving up, uh, up the four hundred five over by the Getty Museum, uh-huh. and he called me and he was like, "You're funny. You got to stop cursing, though. You're so funny. You don't need to curse. I'm doing Sunday shows at the fucking at the comedy store. You should come." And I was like, yeah. By the way, I gave him a movie, and I haven't gotten it back, and I don't think I'm getting it back now. Why? What do you think the problem is? Oh, I think he's dead. Oh, that's a problem. That's <laughs> but a I, I, I went to, he had his first heart attack, and I went to the. When? Uh, 2000. Wow. Fucking hey. 2000. Jesus. I went. I hope everyone's cool with me telling the story. Yeah. So I go to Louis. Have you heard this story, Halston? No. So Louis has a heart attack. He's at Cedar Sinai, and he meant he meant a lot to me because he was the first guy I ever saw do stand up on one of the specials. He was hilarious. And he was very. And very, you knew him very, in two thousand. I mean, that's like yeah, yeah. two thousand. Yeah, two. No, it's got to be two thousand. Yeah, that seems two. Still. Yeah, yeah, ages. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a long yeah, time yeah. ago. And so he has a heart attack, and Leanne was like, uh, "Go visit him in the hospital. Go visit him. Spend some time. Hang out with him." You know, you've never been in the hospital, Bert. It's it's go sit with him and just sit next to him. Oh, three, two thousand three. He was fifty. Fuck, he was fucking fifty. Crazy. I mean, so like, I mean, yeah, he died. Like, so I go to the hospital. I go to Cedar Sinai. Obviously, everyone's got to remember this is no COVID, so you just walk up. Yeah, I walk up and I walk down the hallway, and they go no, and I said what? And this nurse stops me. Turn around and get out of here. And I said, hold on, I'm here to see Louis. She goes, oh, I know what you're here for. He's done. He had a heart attack, and we need to let him rest. And I go, what are you talking about? And 
a guy walks out of his room. She goes, this is like the fifth guy that's been in his room. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> she goes, I'm done with it. Go, get the fuck out of here. Like, no, no, I am no, no, a no. comedian. I'm, just, I'm, I'm a comedian. I'm actually... I went in. He had the biggest <laughs> smile on his face. Like, like how are you feeling? He goes, fine. Fuck him. I feel great. <laughs> Worried about some of my fluids. But other than that. <laughs> he was having dudes. Oh, man. He was partying in that hospital. That's I think it was a great. scare. I don't think it was that bad of a heart attack. He probably faked it to just get a bed where he could get blown. <laughs> that's that's a secret time hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad he's dead. No, I'm not glad he's dead. Oh, but, and uh, I will cut. I, mean, I could, I could <laughs> no, never tell that kidding. story, but uh, he was the sweetest fucking guy, man. Well, he also, like, because he was a closeted gay dude for so long and he had that blackmail thing go on. Yeah. Like, that was, he, like, he was, like, wrongfully outed because of a fucking black and he just tried to hook up with the dude yeah and exactly he was like hooking up with a guy and like got blackmail but the thing okay real quick the thing you should remember is that these guys who call you who inspire you and make you go man i'm actually like i love like you do that for a lot of people too oh no i don't yes you do i know a number of people who like you have gifted greatness to i mean i really mean this for real yeah like i know i know a number of dudes who like you bring on the road with you yeah who you give at you you really like you kind of got to remember to some extent like when you get down and when you do that thing where you internalize and you feel like shit yeah you got to remember that like you are beyond like like even with this like i hit you up to do this and like you could have very easily just like ignored me and been like whatever but you know but you're you're downplaying you're I, I'll, I'll put it back on you you're downplaying how much joy you've given me like how many times still but no but i know you but i know you so like i get extra special joy when i listen to the dollop where i know you guys so i i get to giggle with my friends and i go i oh. still and i appreciate the fuck out of that yeah. you are an a, an enormous force oh, who thank you who really does like are you're very good at like spreading that to others and like, as much as you probably forget about that, you do need to remember that part of stuff. Well, thank you. I, I look at, I look at, uh, thank you very much. That means a lot. I won't say anything. Thank you. That means yeah. a lot to me. And can I just say also on the cunt front. Uh, uh, by the way, cunt you're... front is going to be a new breaking news segment. Wait, is that part of Don Lemon's uh, <laughs> Lemon Drops? Cunt front. <laughs> now up on the cunt front. And now that time. we're drunk, we're going to do the cunt front. <laughs> it's as... called the bivalve. <laughs> As your first employee and longest employee, I've never once gone. Oh, fuck this guy! I gotta, I gotta get out of here for real. Yeah. Never yeah. once. You're not. Never you're once. not that, you, you really are not. Like you're not in any way. Like it's, it's really weird because I even feel it in like my world where you do kind of feel like isolated at times. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's kind of what's problematic about it in a way is like so, it's yeah. really hard to go from like enormous spikes of adrenaline and like love yeah. Yeah. to go to like, well, I want to get French fries. Like, but, you you know, you got to remember that, like, you really are like just like word of mouth as far as like comic to comic shit. You are like a a really appreciated individual. Well, that means a lot. I I feel like I I definitely could name I could definitely name three comics that hate my guts. Sure. But but that's three fucking comics. I mean, think of how many comics you meet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I mean, I I, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I I think I think the. The, I don't know. I'm not going to. Thank you. I just, I'm just I saying, like, when yeah. Louis Anderson calls you, 
and you get tickled or David Spade calls you and like, what the fuck? You, yeah. you are that to other people. Oh, I, I would. That would be cool if I am. I, you are. I love there, it. Dude, I'm, there's no doubt. Right. I mean, uh, absolutely. there's yeah, no doubt. I don't. See you that you at really all. do. That's you so get funny. like you, even with me when you're like, oh, dude, I'll hook you up with this. And this. You, you got yeah, like a well, bit of a but seriously, it's, it's, seriously, it's, it's, the funnest fucking seriously, you got like when you get magic and you give it to other people, that is like what the gift of being like, there are good celebrities and bad celebrities. And when you're a good celebrity, it is like it's it's kind of what why people get it in a way. Well, so th- like you're, you. you're good at it. Well, thank you. Is, I, I, yeah. You know, we'll see how long we can keep it. And then I but get, also I get retire go, early, yeah, like you yeah. said. Fucking go out you don't got to do it forever. Sell my tour bus to somebody. You don't got to do it forever. My biggest problem is I just bought a tour bus and I'm going to fucking, and I'm like, and I just was saying to someone, I was like, oh, I could retire. Like, I could just retire. When, I, I mean, like, you could retire, right? And then I just got to rent out my tour bus to comics. What if I did, what if I, because my tour bus is going to be fucking gangster. It's going to be the best tour bus. Haven't you already had a tour bus? I've had a tour bus for, yeah, I've had a tour bus for. You're like Madden. Yeah, but I've been renting. Right. It's the biggest fucking It's a mistake. huge number, right? Well, no one ever like uh, uh no one ever gets a tour bus thinking they're going to have it for a while. Yeah. But what happened is in the tour bus industry there weren't a lot of them. So it was really hard to get them. Right. That's crazy. I know, right? Well, Taylor Swift had uh realized that and bought like 5 right away and then was like, <laughs> well, we got one for her. We got one for her crew. We got one for her team, and then I can rent them out whenever. Oh, wow. And he, Taylor Swift, that's a little bit of a gangster. And so I bought one, realizing this also, yeah. but made it for me, made it for Bert centric. Like I made it, ah, it's gonna be the best goddamn tour bus ever. I can't wait. I can't wait. You haven't gotten it yet. No, we're, they're building it right now. And I get it when I get back from Europe, I get it. And uh, the, the bed is not on the back axle. Mm-hmm. right so that's super so important. not bumpy so not bumpy so you're so you're basically in what technically would be a, a back bunk uh-huh. um which is awesome yeah um uh bunks on each side i think we have i think we have eight i, I, I think i'm not certain i think we have uh six total but you can do it to four if you want huge lounge area like I, i've really set it up for i mean for a guy that's lived on a bus as long as i have i yeah. knew what i wanted yeah and so it'll, i'll be able to rent it out for comics and i think also i can rent it out for comics and not have to like hemorrhage money i can just yeah. i can just be like hey man help me cover my nut for the month and just use it because that, and that's the, an accounting term oh yeah 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 <laughs> I mean, your accountant is from just guys. I don't want to lose my nut. It's it's my my month nut. But I think I mean like well, so my bus I have right now is not the best bus. It's a horrible bus. But other people have rented it out, and one of the selling points of it is that oh, it's Bert's bus. And so a lot of people really? know that I have a bus, and then yeah, like celebrities will be like, oh, I'll take Bert's bus. I'm not gonna say names because everyone's like, we know Bert loves buses. Yeah, so, so you know what you're doing. Bus. Yeah. yeah. And so I know what I'm doing, and it's a clean. The axle bus. bed thing is pretty good. Well, I put yeah, well. I know what I like. Yeah, <laughs> you like. To I know sleep. what I like. I want a big shower. Yeah, I want. I love showering in a tour bus. It's the yeah, best. Um, big shower, grinder, toilet, um, big bathroom in the area, closet in the back, but uh, bed up front, uh, bunks, and then big lounge area. Don't need coolers. TV. Uh, one TV. Yeah. So like a lot of times I'll have like two TVs. Or no, I'm sorry, I got two TVs. Right. Two TVs. No side cons- console. Captain's chairs. I've, I've, I've really. I know what I want yeah. in a bus. Yeah. And uh, 
But and the cool thing is that I'll own it. So like if if people are like, where you know, you, where do you put it? Uh, we bought a house for it. Oh fucking a. yeah, yeah, we bought a house for you it. Got a so. bus house. Well, we have a house, so we're building a new podcast studio. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I like this. I love this. but You'd Leanne, rather go? Leanne, Leanne doesn't like it. Oh, it doesn't like that it's here? She hates it. Really? She hates that uh, people know where we live. Yeah, so we I get docs, that. We had docs before, and it was you like- You did? Kinda, yeah, kind of sucked. crazy. That's fucking garbage people. And, but, have you ever had a stalker? Mm, yeah, actually. You have? I, but I was really into it. You were? <laughs> like, have you had like an actual stalker? Yeah. You have. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. Really? I liked it a lot. Let's not put that out there, though. No, 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 no. Hold on. So I got a stalker when I was, what was it? It was like probably 1998. Oh, early? Yeah. Oh, she, gee. She went on Howard Stern Wow. and was like, hey, uh, they were calling about stalkers. And she goes, I'm in love with this guy, Burt Kreischer. Uh, Benji? Yeah. Was he, Benji was on Howard Stern at the time. He still is. So, oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. So Benji called my house. Left a voicemail on my thing. Said, hey, it's Benji. I'm here with your stalker. Um, uh, and do we need to open another bottle? I mean, we can. Pete? <laughs> and so. Oh, there's still some in there. So. Uh, he's like, Jesus Christ. He's so straight laced. Yeah. Is it dark out yet? Definitely. For real? Okay. Maybe we wrap it up. Is on that validating? Maybe this is yeah, okay. uh, so we're going so, on three hours. Oh, for real? Yeah. Okay, good. So uh he called my house, left a message. Uh this is one of the in New York. And he's like, Hey man, we're with Stern. This is like when I mean, this is like Stern's yeah, yeah, fucking huge. shit. Right. It's the shit. And and he's like, We're here with your stalker. If you can give us a call. And I was like, Oh shit. And like I was like, this is a missed opportunity. So I reached out and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He showed it didn't happen. Don't worry about it. And and then randomly, he showed up at a party in Soho that I was at with the stalker. What the fuck? Yeah. And he was like, hey, this is your stalker. I was like, oh, so cool to meet you. Well, what did she do? She was actually kind of hot. Was she coming to shows? I don't. I think she wanted to get on Stern. I don't think she was like my legit stalker. Yeah. I haven't had a legit stalker. See, I had kind of like a legit one. For real? Yeah. What happened? It's like... <laughs> Well, I've seen it's, it happen. I've seen it happen to some of the female comics I'm friends with. Yeah, and it's not fucking cool. It sucked. It like kind of ruined my life for like a year. Are you serious? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, the long and short of it, is, and, and the truth is that like even talking about, like I've never talked about it. Yeah. But the talking about it kind of like is why they do it in a sense to know they get to you. Uh, but I had like a basically like a virtual stalker who would like. Blow up your phone, um, create a bunch of fake accounts, and like uh, like attack you in, on Twitter or Instagram, and kind of like when you when you are not actually sure what's going on, and you think like 45, 50 people are like saying you're an asshole, you're like, oh my god, what's going on? And like so so she would kind of create a bunch of fake accounts and like just kind of like pile on attack me at certain times and have my phone number. And so we blow up my phone and then we blow up my friends' phones. Like you you don't realize how easy it is to like get access to people's friends' phone numbers, your phone number, your email. Like imagine if one night your phone just starts going, your Twitter code is 07891. Your Twitter code is 89 and you're going, what the fuck is going on? And you don't know that that actually, if you have like 
two-factor authentication is really nothing, you start freaking out. So it's before I really knew anything, and she would just like virtually fucking attack my socials, my phone, my friend's phones. She would spoof my number and call people in the middle of the night and people would be like, what's going on? Why are you calling me at 3.30 in the morning? Oh, how, wait, how do they do that? I've had I that don't even know how they do I had that happen to me. You can do it. I had it. that happen to me. Yeah. Like there's no like attention paid to that way of stalking right now. Even when I went to the cops, they were like- I've had, So I've definitely had that happen. I've definitely yeah. had that happen. And yeah, I'm I, sure you. I mean, and I've definitely had that happen, and and I had to get a new phone number. I did too. Of it. Yeah, and it, and it. Can I? I'm, 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 you're right. It. There was one guy, who. It's there. There was one human being, one human being, who got my number. I don't know how. I don't. I don't. I'm sure I gave it out. I'm sure I said it on a fucking podcast. Yeah. Probably. And he texted me cool, and I replied back. And then, then he texted a picture of like dick and balls or something, you know, yeah. like tried to be funny. Yeah. And I was like, that's not my sense of humor or whatever. I didn't reply. And then from that moment, I watched him spiral out and I, and it turned into uh, him losing his fucking mind on yeah. me. And I thought, I thought, wow, that's fucking crazy that uh, this, and I, and I, I said, I actually replied to this guy. Yeah. I actually replied to him was like, like, hey, man. Well, cool. that's what I did at first. Yeah, too. and and and, it, and then and then it spiraled out, and then I, uh, some a group of bad people, like uh, like I'm not gonna. I think they're QAnon or like yeah. I don't look. I don't want to call out. You can call out QAnon. But I think like, it's it's, it's I, I I didn't have there's certain people I didn't have on my podcast or I don't look. I don't know. I don't know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but like <laughs> but like there's like few people that that's their 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 game is to get into your. That's their the that's their thing. Yeah. Look, no, I'm not shitting on them, but I'm just saying like it was not what I was into, and then my phone got leaked, and it was like, and I mean to this day, to this day, my phone number. If I turn on my computer, I get Facetimes from people nonstop. Most of them are kind, you know. Most know, of them are like still. It's like, but you're like you're like I just don't want to talk to dude. anybody. Yeah. It's just trying. Yeah, that's to like crazy. I, I, I guess I have dealt, dealt with that. It sucked. It sucked. It was we really bad. House. Well, I people showed up at the door, knocked on the door. And that's what guy I was going to say. Like I, I, I like, basically, I basically got to the point where it was like, like I felt like I had to move. Yeah, yeah. Like li literally, like it. It's so weird because it is like you get in this. I mean, you know, twenty, thirty years ago, you know, but like you get in this business now, and. They don't even need to actually be showing up at your place to give you the sense of like perilous fear. Like I, what I had was like really crazy, really crazy. Really? Yeah, really, really crazy. And like, I mean, it's a story fully for another time, but it was like on a level where you were like, I don't want it. Like you want to be known and then you go, I don't want anyone to know me. And when you feel that when you're in like entertainment, you're just like, man, what the fuck? Like it, it was yeah. fucking brutal. We had people knock on the door one time, and and Isla answered. And the guy goes, "You're Isla." It's and like that's like, that's honestly like even fucking crazier because it's like you're like, look, come at <laughs> come at me. Well, anyone would blame me because I was so callous with like yeah. saying where I lived and not. I didn't give addresses out, but I'd be like, oh, I walked to the Starbucks. But and you Jack should in the also. Box. I mean, it's it's that weird line where like now you do like share. I mean, I'm like very very private now like i really we bought that's why leanne bought the other yeah. house she goes i don't want she didn't want 
like we get like Bud Light would be like, yo, we want to send you a box. Or like, uh, and you're like, send it over there. Yeah. Or yeah. Uh, what was the like? There's certain th- boxes I want delivered, like uh, uh, El Blunto, right? <laughs> They're like, yo, let me hit you up with a present, and I go, I'm giving you my real address. Yeah, right. Like, I'm yeah, this right. Present. Yeah, right. And so, and Leanne <laughs> bought El Blunto. Uh, Leanne bought another house because she was like, I'm not. I don't want anyone to ever. You can address. go to the other house for the El Blantos. Dude, that other house is stacked with, with just like, swag, just swag, just someone. And then, by the way, I go, I go. How often? Cause we had a PO box. I go. How often yeah. was shit getting sent back that I never caught? Because I'm getting like all the shit now, and I'm like fucking. See, that's it. what I have. I have a PO box. PO box. Everything. But they, you can't get regular. You can't get. I mean, not that I'm getting like the fucking El Blanto, but Dude, you can't like. El you Blanto. really. Oh, Blunto, uh, the best thing. P.O. Box is a gangster move because you get stuff that people want that are fans. That they yeah, want if you're you. like, yeah, send me the shirt. Whatever. Until I said, I remember saying it to, uh, uh, oh, uh, what's the motherfucker? I'm so sorry. It's not Michelle. It's not Michelle. I want to say Michelle Dudash. It's not. Um, Michelle, not Michelle Obama. She did the presidential speech. Oh, um, Michelle Wolf. Michelle, Michelle Wolf. Wolf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told Michelle Wolf I go. She got a PO box. She goes, I don't get stuff the way you get it. And I was I like, would what? Imagine she did. Yeah, she, oh, yeah. people hated her after that. She would get oh, fucking right, pipe right, bombs. Right. So, it's great for the post office to be like, we don't take pipe bombs. Yeah, unfortunately, we're not. Uh, we're not doing those. Wait, let's focus. We're at, are we at three hours? Okay, for yeah, real? yeah. So the special, dude. The special is called uh, England Weed and the Rest. It's on YouTube. Yeah, you, this is gonna. Co- I believe this is coming out the day that it's gonna be released yes. on YouTube. Yes. So, Go to my website, which is GarethReynolds.com. There will be a link on that page, or you can go click the special link and go watch my special. Uh, It's crowd work. It's about England weed and the rest. It's about my family, all that bullshit. I got the Dollar Podcast. I got the Pastimes, which is a new podcast where we go through paper. We'd love to have you on. I would love to. I would love to. Anytime. Anytime. Zoom. It's real easy. Um, I would love to. Anytime. We go through a paper. I mean, we went. We did one this morning, and it was like truly like I was just like what like I. When you're like trying to stop riffing, you're like, this is a little too fertile. Um, I can't, I can't express to you enough. And look, I, you know, I've, you've heard me say this a million times. This is one of my go-to podcasts. Yeah, the dollop is. I don't need to say anything. It's one of the biggest podcasts in the world, but it is fucking. It's hilarious. Nonsense. It's the it's, funniest. I mean, it's a st- what? What? I was like listening to a couple of podcasts this week because I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, and I, I really would never like self-flate. What our podcast has is a, an amazing story. Oh. There's an amazing, like, so even if you're like, Gareth is a hack who sucks and I don't like his accents, you will still hear a story that's crazy. It's And 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 so, in, in all honesty, especially if you're into history, because it's all kind of history based. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Dude, I'm. So follow me at Reynolds Gareth on Instagram, Twitter. All that bullshit. And Bert, I mean, you are I, the fucking man. I love you. I love you. And I, I really you. will. I would love to do shows. Well, let's let's do a Something's Burning with you and Dave Great. again. Let's Great. do that again. Yeah. And then I got to have Dave on. Uh, I want to have you on, too, because I know that you can lighten the load. I think Dave, can, Dave, Dave might outspeak well, me know, really quick. By the way, the last time I did your show, I told my story about when I got a quokka in Australia, and I was, like, petting it. There's, like, this weird little marsupial. And like, basically I was like, had this religious experience with this animal where I was like, yeah. we're all one. And then like, I put it down. Like, it was crazy. The fact that I picked it up was crazy. 
And then I go into this little cafeteria and I go into the, the room and I say to the woman, like, as I'm ordering fries, I'm like, I just held a quokka. And she goes, quokkas? Ah, they riddled with disease. They got salmonella and all this stuff. And that was like the last, that my last album was called Riddled with Disease, which was often doing your podcast. I was like the story, I murdered Shut with the story the for you. Up. So I would love to, and I love everything. So appreciate it a lot, bro. I love you, brother. Love you, buddy. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.